Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to episode 13 of the X Button Gaming Podcast. In this episode, me and my friend Eric, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, handheld gaming. Um, I think this is something that uh, a lot of people had a, have a lot of appreciation for. And honestly, I don't know if we even realized until we started talking about it how much we both really, really love handheld gaming and have a lot of fond memories on it. So we talk a little bit about the history and some of the different consoles from over the years and then some of our experience with the, with the ones that we've played and a bunch more. So I hope you enjoy the episode and like always feel free to uh, reach out to me at, on Twitter or on Instagram at xbuttongaming if you have any thoughts or suggestions. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the X Button Gaming Podcast. At least I think it's episode 13. Just as I started this, I was like, maybe it's 12, but I'm almost positive it's 13. So, today on the episode, I have a very special guest with me, hmm. my friend Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I feel very special. You are very special. Can you, have you been able to tell in past episodes that I'm always confused as to how to like introduce <laughs> my my guest when I start Long to say Long time it? listener, first time caller here. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could be here with me. And I'm looking forward to talking about this subject that uh, you picked for our discussion today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a real one. It's very dear to our hearts. Very dear. We're sitting next to a lot of this discussion right now. It's a weird <laughs> way to word that. Um, so real quick, just so the listeners know, because they want to know how we know each other. Do you recall the first time that we met? I think I recall the second time we met. But I believe the first time was at James's house uh, for a video game tournament weekend party something. So, yeah, it I don't remember that event, but then the next one I remember when we met. <laughs> yeah, that sounds sounds about right. I know for a fact, like, I also remember the next time we met, for sure. Like, I, I'm almost wondering if maybe we're both, like, misremembering the first time we met. <laughs> maybe I wasn't And there, there wasn't a first time, and it was at that at, at, a, at, a, at a Pokemon tournament we had back then. What was that, like, six years ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I just remember... It's one of the few occasions where right off the bat I felt like we we hit it off. Yeah. And I actually liked you. And I don't like people very often. <laughs> I don't get along with anybody historically. <laughs> well, I found you. out you had a corgi. And that was like all yep. I needed to know to become friends with you. I'm a simple man. <laughs> yeah. You have a corgi. You like video games. You're in. I like fine things. <laughs> the finer things in life. The finer things club. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could be here. Thank I mean, you for obviously, me. like I said, we immediately hit it off over our love of video games, and yeah. we've been friends for what? That's been like six years now. Yeah. So it's some history there now. Yeah. So you know how how this all goes now. You've listened to at least a few episodes. Oh, I don't listen actually. <laughs> this is real awkward. <laughs> um, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. Then. <laughs> I read the notes on Cliff Notes. No, so there's somebody that reads Cliff Notes on my episodes. <laughs> Man, yeah, Alex is doing it. it's a side business. Of Thanks, his. buddy, for the for the the few <laughs> listeners. Um, well, right, well, go ahead and uh, tell us what you've been playing lately. Um, well, I picked up Pokemon Brilliant Diamond when it came out, and I have been struggling through it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I've always, I like Pokemon games, always have. Uh, I enjoy playing them. I enjoy playing it against other people, against, you know, you building teams. And uh, man, for some reason, this one has just like 
not interested me. Man, you're not alone. Yeah. I don't know why I liked it so much. It's not bad. I played Pearl back when it originally came out. Um, and then when they came out this time, I kind of had a crisis of conscience or an existential crisis. I'm not sure which one it is, but <laughs> I've always bought the blue versions of the Pokemon games, blue and white. Um, but then when these games came out, looking at the the cover art, I realized that, or no, I think it was in a discussion with some other people. Someone said something about, oh, I'm going to get Pearl because, well, red. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> and then I realized that the game that I had bought as a kid was the red version. And then I just and didn't then, know what to do. It fell apart. So. And now you hate that generation because yeah. of what it did to so you. So now I get Diamond. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to get I Diamond. Don't I don't like Diamond? Yeah. And it's, Dialga? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling it. So I don't know. I haven't finished it completely. I got, I think... I just got to the second to last gem. No, so you're making so progress. I'm getting through it. Yeah, it's a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I mean, it definitely feels like a little bit more of a slog than like the yeah. than the newer games, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's I guess having it be something of a step backwards. You know, it's a little more nostalgic, not pushing it like um, Sword and Shield. You know. Yeah. It, no advancements here. It was definitely back to basics. Mm-hmm. Even a little bit more so than Pokemon Let's Go was in, in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I think what made it more uh, palatable for me probably is the fact that I did all, put all that effort into um, breeding that shiny Krogunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, by the time, once I had that, I was like, I'm ready to play. And yeah. I, and I enjoyed my playthrough. I think that actually That's helped cool. a lot. But I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I also never played Diamond or Pearl. It was, oh, I yeah. mean, I did, but I never finished it, never got into it. Mm-hmm. It was the generation I skipped, basically. But um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I can see why it hasn't been appealing to most people. Yeah. But what we'll need to do is work on a couple of teams and battle yeah. each other. And yeah. And the reason to play it is there. That's true. That does always get me a little more fired up to play them is, you know, thinking about that end game aspect of it. And then, okay, now I've gotten through, now I can start collecting battle points, start collecting items and like just start the breeding process. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I will say like, and I'm sure I'm, not, I'm definitely not trying to offend anybody who really likes this generation, but I did feel like the story was a little, I mean, Pokemon's not known for a story. Is there but, a story in this? Yeah. <laughs> but it was just kind of, it, it just was, it wasn't great. I didn't keep playing it for that. I just really yeah. enjoyed having the team that I was using, and I basically just enjoyed that. Yeah. But then once you get to Cynthia, man, I don't know. You'll have to let me know what you think, because I found that battle to be real hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. We'll see. <laughs> well, have you been playing anything else? Yeah, uh, I finally pulled the trigger on picking up bravely default too. Oh yeah. Um, which is square Enix kind of JRPG style. Um, Very classic JRPG. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And, uh, I like it a lot. I really quickly sunk 10 hours into it. And that was in a span of the game that later I read, it's supposed to take you about an hour and a half to two hours <laughs> because I just get caught up grinding in different areas and, and getting, more powerful than I should be early in the game so that everything else is kind of a breeze for a while. <laughs> Exploring every nook and cranny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. It's, it's a beautiful game. I like that style. Um, I had Octopath Traveler f- when, uh, I first got my switch and I liked that game and there's same thing. Very beautiful. Really cool. They did the, the, yeah, the art 2d HD graphics. Yeah. But I think it kind of, it was kind of slow from the get-go yeah. um so i was worried about that with this one but 
they really i think it's a fun game well I, that's good i i know personally i kind of agree with you octopath traveler i was super stoked for it i mm-hmm. love traditional jrpg turn-based rpgs the gra- the the art style fantastic everything about the game looked right up my alley i liked mm-hmm. the eight stories thing but then i remember when i played it and how each story it, it didn't really like <laughs> work well the way they played it you you really are playing yeah. the start of eight people's yes. stories it doesn't like combine and like flow into one long yeah. story it's like you're playing eight tutorial stories yeah and i just did not yeah. like that and i so that being said obviously i never got that feeling from bravely default too that was anything like that but is it the story and everything just feels like it flows and yeah it, i mean it's a traditional rpg you know square enix they've, they've got the a world. formula yeah save the world a, you're a simple farmer you're a simple sailor you're a fisherman you know whatever it is that you start from or you're you're a ball player um and you end up being the hero uh yeah but you're a ball player it's it's fun well what game were you thinking of final fantasy 10 blitzball oh there you go that's true i was i was like i was like what i want to play this i I have played 10 i just forgot baseball player yeah i was like what game are you like just a generic baseball player like that's awesome there are other balls out there (laughs) there are (laughs) no that's cool i'm glad you've been playing it it's one on my list i did play the first bravely default back on 3ds and i didn't i i always wanted to but I just make out past me. Does it have a job system? The second one. Yes, so it does. You, so yeah. you can lo- you, almost like Final Fantasy Tactics, yep. where you can learn different jobs yeah. and max them out. Yeah, it's not as I. I always want things to be Final Fantasy Tactics, or like I really like the level up system in Final Fantasy X, the whole sphere grid thing, and I always compare uh, jobs and level up systems to those games, which is tough because they set a really high bar really early mm-hmm. on yeah. <laughs> in my gaming life. No. So it's not as cool or as rewarding, I think maybe as tactics was, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. You can kind of change it up and, and they have a thing where you can, uh, you have your main job that you're built, you know, you're learning new skills for, but then you also have a subclass that lets you use the skills that you've already learned from other That's job cool. classes, which is cool. Yeah. So you can have, you know, uh, a fighter, an advanced fighter of some form that also can use uh, different abilities that they learn from other classes and stuff. So it's cool. That's, I like that a lot, actually. That it, ma- it makes it feel like all of your time is worthwhile. Yes. Where, yeah, that that's a cool concept. Yeah, that, you don't have to totally give up one yeah. ability just to start learning a new one. Because even today, that's still more common, where you, you max out that class and then you move on to the next class and you don't get to use any mm-hmm. of that other stuff. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. That game has been on my my very 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 long list of things that I do want to play eventually. Yeah. So that's a, some some good praise coming from it yeah. from you about it. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's good. Have you been playing anything else? Um, I just this week uh, got in the mail a a copy of Dot Hack Gu the um the last recode based on off the, the anime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, based off the anime, and they, this was like an old PlayStation Two game. So the Dot Hack series came out for the PS Two. And then I think they they had four, they had infection, mutation, outbreak, and whatever the last one was. I didn't have it. I don't remember now. Uh, you, outbreak. You're right. There are four. Yeah. It's not coming to me. And I never <laughs> had, had them, but I working at GameStop, I'd seen yeah. them hundreds of times. Yeah, I don't remember. But then there was a second series that came out that was like took place later on in the storyline, and that was the GU games. And the first one is Rebirth. So they came out with a 
a collection of them. Is it all three of them? Yeah. It's all oh, three that's of them. cool. Yeah. I think it's actually four of them. I think there's a fourth bonus something on the end or I don't remember. I, I never played these ones on the PS2. Well, that's good so, to know. Yeah. And, just, and they are standalone from the other, the other quadology. I, I haven't, I'm very at the beginning of it and I didn't want to read too much about them yeah. like story wise or plot. Cause I want to actually get to play through it. So I, I suspect that they'll tie in. Maybe I'm not sure. Huh? I, I dot hack is one of those animes that I'd always, always been interested in, but I never actually watched it. Um, maybe because I just didn't have a way to watch it. So mm-hmm. then I always wanted to play the games because I love the fact that they were like an MMO. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, it was just an RPG. It was yeah. a really cool concept. Yeah, it, it is. They, it's funny what MMOs used to be and what dot hack, you know, it was kind of groundbreaking, I think, maybe at the time, or maybe I just never played MMOs. So at least maybe, it felt groundbreaking. Yeah, it did. Like people are sending you the different NPCs in the game are sending you emails and telling you oh meet us join us for this raid or at this one location (laughs) and yeah it's interesting um i just love that concept mm -hmm. you'll have to let me know once you play gu more because it's also i mean it just came out on switch that's how you got it yeah and i know it's also on ps4 um which is how i'd probably play it just because you know i'm a sucker for trophies but i i love the concept of Mm -hmm. the the games or at least the original games i don't know any i remember the gu series i just never i don't know anything about it yeah Uh, i i like it it's a it's cool going back and playing a playstation 2 era game it it, like a little bit of gameplay and then 20 minutes of uh, (laughs) cutscene basically or something like that and and it's dark this game is really brutal right off the bat oh really yeah how does it um does it look like since it is a PS2 game, did they polish it up and like HDify it, or would that be um, a I, remaster? No, a remake. Yeah, remaster. I don't <laughs> do you know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. It, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, no, it's still. I'm glad that you picked it up and you showed me a. Excuse me. You showed me a picture of it and you got like a special edition. Oh yeah, yeah. I I got it on the the Bandai Namco website. I they sent me an email just. Like, hey, you might be interested in it. And that's how I found out about it. Yeah, so it came with a a manga that is kind of the pre-story to the oh, game that's awesome. a little bit. Yeah, which is cool. And I started reading it. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. And then, uh, what else was it? It came with the um, the soundtrack on CD. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Because who listens to CDs anymore? Yeah, right. <laughs> I actually always prefer getting a CD than a code for a digital download. Mm-hmm, I it, agree. It's a bit of a selling point for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I didn't even know there was a PS2. <laughs> Pull out your PS2 to yeah. listen to your soundtrack and play yeah. the game on your Switch. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that you you've had some stuff that you've been playing, especially stuff that you've been looking forward to playing more. Yeah. Other than Pokemon. Yeah. I know, right. <laughs> and then I, I played Brave Video Phone. Like I should probably play some Pokemon. I, guess I'll play Pokemon. I should beat that game before I get the triangle strategy. <laughs> oh, I know that game looks cool. I know. Also on my list, I, I will be getting it soon because I really want to play it. Yeah. Um, anything else you've been playing? That's about it right now. I'd, yeah, I haven't, I've just been kind of hitting the switch yeah. for a while. Well, yeah. those are all pretty lengthy games, I'm yes. sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about the full length, but they're all RPGs, JRPGs, yes. so they're going to be long. Considering there's three or four of them all on, on the one <laughs> yeah. cartridge. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's going to be some time spent, time well spent, yeah. hopefully. It's going to be like the original series and I'll we'll just only play the first two. <laughs> <laughs> Never finish. Yeah. I How think, does it even end? Yeah. I, my copy of Outbreak... Uh, dot hack outbreak on the ps2 i don't even think i've opened it it's still in the wrapping <laughs> man that's a beautiful thing for a collect for a collection <laughs> yeah, though now if you ever want to play it you have to just buy a used copy and keep that I one know. sealed <laughs> i thought about that 
All right. Well, I guess for me, um, I've been playing uh, my Vita a lot. Oh, nice. And partially, I guess, in preparation for this episode, um, partially just because I like my Vita. Yeah. Um, so that's mainly what I've been playing on the last couple weeks. Um, so have you ever heard of a game called Downwell? No. So I think it might have been a phone game. I'm not. I'm not totally positive, but apparently and that does it, not count in handheld. <laughs> it does now. I swear. No. So apparently it came out in the Vita, and I think. So what I did is I went through um, the games that I'd claimed through PlayStation Plus over the years. Okay. And I was looking at things that I thought looked like fun that I never played, and just w- were downloading some of them to my console. And this is one that I download downloaded, and it's basically a. Uh, I, I guess it's kind of a roguelite. Um, hmm. but literally it's called Downwell, and literally you are going down a well <laughs> and all you can do is go down. You cannot go up. <laughs> okay. So the character, you, you control a little, little dude. And as he falls, he has guns in his feet that you can use to, um, basically, well, to shoot the enemies and shoot objects that are in your way. And it's also, you can use it to also stop yourself the, the backward motion, um, probably a technical term there but when you shoot it stops you from falling oh yeah (laughs) um so it's actually there's actually a lot of strategy in it Um, mr driller basically (laughs) with a different skin (laughs) (laughs) well mr driller you aren't you drilling through blocks and continuously drilling around because yeah well down well I'm but thinking, you, you are going yeah, down. Yeah. So, it, I mean, a concept is similar because, yeah, you are trying to get down to the bottom. Yeah. But in this game, there's no blocks in your way. It's just, like, yeah. enemies here and there. Okay. So, yeah, very similar. Maybe Mr. Driller from the modern age. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many people have played this game. So yeah. it's probably not any kind of replacement. Down well, the new Mr. Driller. <laughs> you, heard it here, you heard it here first, folks. Um, it's on the Vita, though. Yeah. That's cool. So and it's and it's pretty fun. I mean, as you work your way down through the cave, you'll end up finishing a level and you move on. And there's a bunch of different areas where the enemies get tougher and you have to figure out different ways to beat them. It, it's a pretty, I, I mean, I'll use the term generic as far as like it does feel like a phone game where it doesn't feel like you're supposed to sit there and play it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. But when it has trophies like try to make it through a whole world, so like three uh, levels in a stage without touching any pl- anything <laughs> oh, geez. then all of a sudden i'm playing it a lot trying to <laughs> like time everything perfectly so that i don't touch a platform oh, geez. and or land at all and i still haven't got that trophy but i <laughs> it's uh i don't know I, I was surprised how much i enjoyed it though for a simple concept you get to upgrade your we don't really get to upgrade your weapons you pick up upgrades that are like temporary upgrades where you get like a shotgun or like a laser or whatever yeah. and then there's different that you can expand your hearts get shield and stuff like that it's all very simple but it's been fun kind of a fun time killer hmm. um and then when i'm not playing that i've been playing a little bit more jack and daxter which i oh, had cool. uh mentioned in the last episode i was playing i haven't made it much further um the collectathon aspect keeps me busy constantly looking in areas that, I, that i've already been looking for things that i've missed but the big one that i finally started playing I mentioned a few episodes ago. I don't listen. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask you if you listened or not. <laughs> no, but I had mentioned that I had never played Final Fantasy VI. Uh, okay. And uh, I have it. On, I had it on my PlayStation Store. I don't know if I bought it on PS3 or PSP or Vita when I bought it, hmm. but I never played it, and so I finally downloaded it, and I've started playing through that. I'm not very far, but um, maybe about five, six hours in now. And I just got... Have you ever played Final Fantasy VI? No, I think the earliest one I played was Seven. Okay. Yeah, I, Seven is what I started with, but over the years I went back and played a lot of the, the previous ones. I I guess with Six, I just never had a copy of it. Um, 
I never had access to one. I over the years certain ones like four was re released on DS, and I that's when I played four finally. Which one was on the Game Boy? Uh, Game Boy Advance or Game Boy? Wasn't there one on the Game Boy? Game Boy, Maybe. yeah. So Game Boy, they re released one and two as Donna Souls, then they released four as Final Fantasy Four Advanced, and they released six as Final Fantasy Six Advanced. I think I played four for a little bit. I think I borrowed it from a friend at one point. That's one with on Kane and Rosa. I don't recall. Okay, it's probably it's, about that's it. been a while. Yeah, four was really good. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I liked four. Like I said, I played it on the DS where it had kind of the ugly chibi sprites, but okay, it was um. I enjoyed it, but never played six. I've gone years being told by coworkers, by friends, by Darren, <laughs> who has told me <laughs> yeah. many times I need to play Final Fantasy six. <laughs> so um, what's funny is after he listened to that episode where I said I'd never played it, he actually called me. He's like, "This is your reminder to play Final you Fantasy six." <laughs> so I, once Sorry, I started Darren, playing, my Final it, Fantasy knowledge is not. <laughs> up well, once I started playing it, I made sure to let him know. So so far, I. I'm really enjoying it. I love the old Super Nintendo pixelated art style, and it is, it is yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah. The music so far, really good. Battle system, just that back-to-basics, JRPG, turn-based. I just, I'm enjoying that. Um, it was on the Super Nintendo? It was on the Super initially? Nintendo, okay. yeah. So I can't say that much about it because I haven't been playing that long right. um, so far, but what I have played, I can already tell that the story is going to be really good. And um, I'm just excited to finally play it. <laughs> um, and right away, they had... I, you probably know this. A lot of Final Fantasy games, they have uh, characters named Biggs and Wedge. Yeah. <laughs> and right away, there was a Biggs and Wedge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in the first area you're in. That's so awesome. So I appreciated that. <laughs> so... Oh, geez. And other than that, I've been playing little things here and there. I've been playing a lot on my 3DS. Okay. Um, but I talked about that in the, yeah. the recent episode, the 3DS Wii U episode. Um so that's been keeping me busy and then just stuff here and there online with some friends, but nothing worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that, we're going to go ahead and move off of what we've been playing and go right into the news. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and start with one. Um, did you hear the announcement about the new format of uh, PS plus? No PlayStation plus. Nope. Okay. So it had been rumored for a while that, and they'd even admitted that they were working on an updated, like a revamp to the PlayStation plus system. It's kind of like follow suit with Microsoft. Yeah, they were. They never came out and said that they were trying to copy Game Pass, but yeah. they did say they wanted something to offer more, more options, more value. Yeah. Um, and as of it was codenamed Spartacus for months, um, and the rumors, you know, like I said, it was rumored, but they had admitted something was in the works, and uh, basically the rumor that had been going around for a couple months ended up being mostly true. I think maybe not down to a T, but <laughs> close to it. I'm just going to do a quick rundown here of what um, what it basically is now um so there's still going to be basically the essential the basic package um still just straight playstation plus you still get your two free games a month um you get the playstation plus discounts that in the store that you always get um the cloud storage access and online multiplayer access okay still the same price is the same ten dollars a month online multiplayer is the that gets you uh, or that's in the basic plan, online multiplayer. Yeah, so to play online, okay. you have to have PS Plus, unless right. the game doesn't require it. So, like, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think, like, a game like Fortnite, they can decide whether or not they want you to have to have PlayStation uh, Plus. Okay. And I'm not sure, I don't know all the technical yeah. reasons why that is. Sony doesn't make them require it, and they don't have to. They probably <laughs> get some benefit if they use it, but company like epic probably doesn't need yeah. <laughs> to, to if they don't want and i don't think fortnite okay. i think you can do for play fortnite without ps plus okay 
Um, so anyway, that's the essentials package. Same as always, nothing's changed. Then the next tier is the extra package. So this one gets you everything from the essentials, um, but then it also adds a catalog of up to 400 um, PlayStation 4 and PS5 games. Oh, wow. So that, and they said that's uh, including first party and third party games. Hmm. So there's not a lot. They don't say a lot. There was a quote where um, they do say that at launch, it is going to include games like Death Stranding, God of War, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mortal Kombat 11, and Returnal. Those are just examples they gave. Oh, wow. But, I mean, those are all big titles. Ones that, frankly, if you have a PlayStation, everybody should play most of those, especially like Spider-Man. But, you know, that's a small number of the supposed 400. (laughs) So that one is going to be priced at $15 a month or $100 a year. It's not bad. So, yeah, not terrible, especially for 400 games. Yeah. Um, my biggest question is, there's just not a lot of information there. So I am like, it sounds like they are downloadable. It does say downloadable. Okay. Okay. So with that, I like that. Because then you just have access to it. You can download it. You don't have to deal with cloud stuff. It, it to me, sounds like the best, probably option for most people hmm. 400 access to 400 games is going to keep a lot of people busy for a long time yeah. <laughs> like but can you download them to your steam deck <laughs> i i don't see why you could <laughs> i mean i guess this just does a steam deck have access to playstation network it probably does i do not know because you can you I can mean, it's a computer it's a pc right yeah handheld huh you probably could hmm. interesting I don't know, though. I don't know how that works. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> not all of this can be... I mean, they all have to work on a PC. Oh, I'm not going to get into that, because yeah. this, this is a level of stuff I don't really truly understand. Um, so the last tier is called the PlayStation Premium tier. And this one adds all the benefits from the other two uh, tiers. And then it adds... It says up to 340 additional games. And these are... It says it includes PS3 games... Um, which oh, is wow. cool, but it says available via cloud streaming, which I don't love. Mm. And then a catalog of beloved games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. And it says offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers and markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. So basically, this one is taking mm. the whole service of PlayStation Now and stuffing it into this oh, wow. this tier with it. Um, so that's why some of it's downloadable, right. some of it's streaming, because that's what PlayStation Now is currently. Gotcha. And then along with this, you also get time-limited game trials, um, which will be offered. Uh, basically, you can try certain things before they buy them. It's a an extra perk. Hmm. This is going to be $17.99 a month or $120 a year. And I've got to say, as of right now, I have no intention of going for that tier. <laughs> if the PS3 games weren't streaming, but were instead download, yeah, that'd be I, cool. I probably would. Because there's a lot of stuff on PS3 I never played or would like to play again, and I don't have access to a PS3. Is that <clears throat> is the library that's going to be available of those games just limited to what's currently available? I mean, you can still download PS3 2 and 1 games, right? Can you? Can you not anymore? Not really. Not uh, not I mean, if it was stuff that was on the PS3 store, you can, but most of those major games weren't ever released on a, on the store okay. back then. Um, that started becoming much more prominent towards the end of the PS3 lifecycle, more the PS4 and the Xbox One lifecycle. Okay. Um, and I mean, I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure 
the majority of games you could download on that generation were indie games and like small okay small stuff in dlc i'm pretty sure i remember playing dino crisis on my psp <laughs> yeah that i had downloaded on my ps3 so that's probably and that would probably be part of this i mean yeah. like it said playstation and psp games yeah so cool. <clears throat> excuse me a lot of that will probably be accessible via this and i did have playstation now for a little bit mm-hmm. and there was a ton of stuff on there i just didn't like that most of what i wanted to play was streaming and my yeah. internet connection is just not that good yeah that doesn't do anything for you when you're on the go and yeah no although i guess you're not ever on the go see i'm in handheld mode yeah right now. You're, you're all I t- about I the take my ps5 with me on the go <laughs> with a little monitor like the old yeah. ps2s where you could pop the monitor on the it's back battery pack in my backpack <laughs> this is dope <laughs> Well, so I don't know. That's about it. I don't have a lot more to say about it. I like I said, as of right now, I almost definitely will upgrade to the premium or to the uh, extra tier. Yeah. Um, but I have no intention currently of doing the premium tier. There are things that could change my mind if it turns out most of those games are. Yeah, a lot of them might be streaming, but they do add things like online player trophy support. Yeah, maybe I would go for it. <laughs> They'll get but, you with the trophies. Yeah, they always get me with the trophies. <laughs> I'm a sucker for things that I don't need. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. I'm sure most people have seen that article by now, but hey, mm-hmm. you hadn't, so yep. maybe others haven't too. Um, any news items that you'd heard? Um, I just saw one a couple days ago that uh, that struck me, considering the the episode you'd had where you and the guests were talking about the NFT games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw that they announced that hackers had hacked that, that game specifically that you guys were talking about, Axie Infinity, and stolen almost about 600 million dollars worth of cryptocurrency um from the server of the game and um it took me a little while digging around to try and see like okay so what's the repercussion on the players the people you know who does that affect and uh started finding articles of different people saying like oh i lost 500 dollars because now it's just that cryptocurrency isn't accessible to them or it's just not there anymore so they can't withdraw it and uh they're saying like, well, I only lost $500, but I have a buddy that lost a couple thousand. And some people said they lost $10,000 worth. And someone else made a comment that, you know, like, well, some people probably lost nearly their whole life savings. It's like, man, did they that sunk that much scary. money into it? And yeah. And then that it's just that easy for it to, to get stolen. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like, like when I, when I, on that episode, when I was talking to Jordan about NFTs, like there's still a lot about it. I don't understand. Right. <clears throat> he brought a lot of good points to it, a lot of reasons why they could be beneficial, but, uh, that's kind of a, a scary, like that's going right. to make a lot of people think twice before getting into the NFT game. <clears throat> yeah. Because I mean, why and the whole point is you're supposed to be investing in something that has actual value and if it can be stolen, which everything can be stolen, I guess, but yeah, if it can and, be stolen that easily. Yeah. Well, and that's something that I think, I don't know if, I think it was a CNN report where they were talking about, uh, some expert they were talking to about this, an internet security person was saying that that's the way they got in, which I'm no tech expert, internet expert, or anything like that. But basically it's like essentially someone left a back door open and they and it was just an accident but this uh internet security personnel was saying that that's the most common thing that they see with these cryptocurrency hacks and thefts and stuff that it's just uh, oversight a little oversight but that's a huge deal that's a big security issue it's like a tiny thermal exhaust port the size of a womp (laughs) yeah right (laughs) who does this yeah why would you leave that there yeah 
so it's, it's yeah it's definitely something that if they're going to keep you know pushing that man they really need to work on security but i don't know how do, how do you even secure against the people who are diligently and you know doing their most their utmost to make it their life's purpose to steal stuff yeah, online. That's, i know yeah. there are people that make all their money by doing nothing but ruining other people's lives yeah so. exactly <laughs> I don't know. That's a. It's an interesting thing. It's a sad thing for those people that lost, yeah, especially yeah. any that lost a, lot, a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, whatever it is, it it ends up being fixable. I don't know. Maybe these people can get money back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they can because that's the whole thing about the cryptocurrency and NFTs is they're once they transfer, it's non-reversible. But yeah, the the owner or the the creator, I think, of that game was saying that they're working with authorities to try and. Uh, make reparations and they're 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 dedicated to reimbursing or you know getting everybody their money back i don't i don't know how they could even do that but yeah no i don't know it'll be interesting to see but i don't know i feel bad for those people yeah but um let's move on to some more news some stranger (laughs) news maybe not as depressing actually kind of funny i don't even know why i took this down as news but i just i saw it and i was like i'm gonna talk about this did you do you remember hearing about the the more recent Fast and the Furious game that came out on PS4 and Xbox called Fast and the Furious Crossroads? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so it's been out for two years, not even two years yet. And uh, um, who is it? Bandai Namco, I believe, is pulling the game from the store. <laughs> I, I read that. <laughs> yeah, it is being pulled from the store, and uh, basically they're saying you can you can still download it if you bought it, but you can't buy it anymore. To less, this is crazy. I looked, I did some looking up, and this is, from what I can tell, the quickest, especially that a high-profile game has been pulled from the store um, <laughs> for whatever reason. They didn't give a reason, <clears throat> but it's done. Um, and for anybody who's wondering, I played the game. I, I love Fast oh, and the really? Furious. Yeah. I bought it for pretty cheap. I was like 15 bucks. I think. I was like, I'll play it. The game is atrocious. Is it, really? <laughs> it is it's bad. Terrible. It is one of like I'm pretty like I consider myself pretty like chill. Like I like a lot of stuff, even when I mm-hmm. know it's You're pretty not forgiving. great. Yeah, and it was not good. No matter how much I like the franchise, it was cool that like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez played their roles in it. Oh, did they actually voice? They actually act did their voicing, motion capture, and all that. I mean, maybe there was motion <laughs> capture. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> this it was not a fun racing game. You're like on a track. And when I say you're on a track, I mean, like, you don't push yourself forward, really. You just can go left and right. It was dumb. <laughs> it was just not worth... It wasn't worth playing. Maybe there's a small group of people out there that would like it. But for the collectors, I will say this. The game was only out for two years. It's being pulled from the store. It did not sell that well. This game is most likely going to be one of those stupid games that has no right uh, yeah. to be, but is going to be worth a lot of money in a few years. Did they make physical copies of it? There are. That's oh, how I got okay. it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I don't find those physical copies. Now, all I'm saying is if you are a collector, maybe a fast and the furious things, PlayStation four, Xbox one things are just a game collector that likes obscurity. Or if you're a fan of family. At all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Get good, this game. good point. Do you like family? <laughs> Cause Vin Diesel will put you in his family if you buy this game. I don't know. I think you can find it for pretty cheap still, and it just might be worth picking up for <laughs> that. Hit the store. But I am not telling anybody to pick it up to play it because they'll <laughs> like it. It. I would be surprised. Honestly, if you play this game and you like it, I would like to hear from you because I just want to know like what you liked about it. Yeah. And I won't make fun and of you. I think kind of things I, you like in life. I, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do terrible you like? Things do you what do you like? enjoy? Um, I think I mean I wanted to, to like the game. Like yeah. I, I oh, would yeah. love just a really cool. I just don't know why Fast and the Furious doesn't just have like a straight like street race, yeah, like just, Midnight Club like, or Need take for a Speed Need for Speed, yeah, and just 
put a skin on it. Yeah, that's all <laughs> so, I want. I guess, I mean, I understand now Fast and the Furious is very far away from that. But yeah, it's still, kind of more of like a just cause. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't even just cause. You don't get to get out of your car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. It was... Not, I don't know. It wasn't good, but I felt like I should bring it up because, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe somebody wants it and just to have it, and why not get it while you can? Um, I only have only have one other news point. I know you had one more, um, but just in the last couple of days, there was an announcement from a small d- uh, studio that they are making a f- new 3DS game, and they're going to do a physical release. And uh, as of right now, obviously everybody thinks that the 3DS is done. They're not releasing more mm-hmm. games because the store's closing down in a year. Uh, but he's releasing a game digitally that comes out this month, or I guess April, so comes out very soon and uh he's gonna do a limited physical release of the game too (laughs) um i watched the video it's called fragrant story it's a tactical rpg um and apparently the name is a pun on vagrant story the old ps1 rpg and apparently they did that because the person who is composing the game was one of the composers for vagrant story okay so but there is a lot to do with uh flowers in this game (laughs) so that was like it was like a double entendre yeah um but what's just like i guess i'm just talking about collecting things right now because um if if this ends, I, I'm not going to say this is going to definitely be the last 3DS game. This is surprising enough, so I wonder how many other people might try to jump on this right. wagon and get some last sales for a game that's probably going to be mostly ignored on the eShop. Yeah. Um, but if you are somebody who's looking to complete a 3DS collection, this has an ESRB. It yeah. is a physical release. As far as I can tell, it should count towards a full set. So it looks like it's going to be on the store for 35 bucks, and it comes with the soundtrack on CD. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Not bad. Yeah. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. Probably going to pre-order it. I'm a sucker. <laughs> so I would have trophies available. It, well, no. <laughs> I wish it did. Nintendo not having achievements yet is one of my biggest complaints. Well, that's a time for another episode. It hasn't stopped I know yet. most people don't care, but I know I still play. Yeah. <laughs> but I want it. I want it so bad. But I don't know. I just thought... First off, I thought it was kind of cool that there is even another physical 3DS game coming out, but hmm. I don't know. I just felt like people should know. Maybe somebody else other than me is a sucker and wants to buy it just because they like the idea of possibly having the last 3DS game that come out. I already have it pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> but um, you had one more news item? Actually, you reminded me of one. Now I have two. Ooh. Really briefly, uh, I read a, an article that this... I don't remember where it was, but basically these people were testing out, um, yeah, sent, oh gosh, you were just, you did a podcast just recently about the VR, Oh yeah. um, VR gaming and stuff and, and the developments in that. And one of the comments that you and Alex made, because I listened to it, um, <laughs> so you was do like, listen. oh, the next level would be like, I don't know, olfactory, you know, bringing in like smells and stuff. And <laughs> I saw that this company was testing out a VR experience with, uh, some trial runs where they were introducing sense to the game and having people play through it once without that and then having them play through it again with and they had little plastic tubes or rubber tubes kind of that would shoot <laughs> sense into your nose um, this could to, be a to get them an idea of you know like would does it make you feel more um, immersed into the world like they they said they had this chemical um, combination that would kind of simulate the smell of cut grass. And so they'd use that when they're in a um, forest area. And then another smell that 
had that basically simulated decaying flesh. Oh God! <laughs> the game that they were testing out was Resident Evil Seven. Oh man, that's, <laughs> which sounds horrible. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I don't, why would you want to smell like, anything? And <laughs> yeah, like I can't think of a single reason why someone would want to be able to smell that. Yeah, just to you know to really put you in the action. You really want to smell fear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome. Just, here's sweat <laughs> in case you're not doing it enough. Yeah, if you're not sweating on your own, here yeah, you go. I'll just shoot this up your nose. Oh or, man, yes. that would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So your fragrance story kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> it brought you up to the smell of burning flesh. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you could have done that with a different game, maybe. I don't know. Salt water. Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> There's no uh, Harvest Moon VR, I guess, but Minecraft? There should be. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that sounds terrible. Um, but then the other thing that I saw, actually just before I came over here uh, today, I saw an announcement that E3 has been canceled. Just for was it 2022 yeah yeah so e3 this year is officially canceled it's off absolutely nuts yeah. i know that obviously they didn't do one at all in 2020 yeah and in 2021 they did digital and it was assumed that this year they would go digital again at the very least if not in person yeah but uh apparently that's just it they're not doing it again yeah. this year at least um so i did i saw that article as well and i took a screenshot and um, I know the reason I took a screenshot is because they did say, basically, IGN reached out to them and asked for more information. And they did come in and say that this isn't it. <clears throat> they're oh, not, really? they're not, it's not like 2022 isn't happening and we're done. Basically, right. they decided to take, just take this year and focus on next year. They yeah. said that they want to um, create a reinvigorated showcase for 2023. They're going to uh, devote all their energy and resources to delivering um, the best experience that they can next year. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess a lot of people feel like E3 is just kind of dated at this point. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really, it's not really relevant, especially Nintendo has gone to their own showcase for years. Yeah. Sony, Sony did last year. Yeah. I, I think deep down I have this pipe dream that somehow one day I'd be able to get a media badge and, <laughs> and go to E3. Since, We've all had that. Yeah. Anybody who grew up playing video games, we all dreamed about um, being like, Man, someday we'll be a part of the press and we'll be invited to E3. I know it's been a. I've always wanted to go. I mean, I know there was a few years there where they allowed the public in, but I didn't have the money or mm-hmm. the ability to go then. But yeah. I, I guess before they ever closed down for good, I would like to be able to say I went at least once. But yeah. it is not the same as it used to be, and I'm well aware of that. But yeah. I, I always look forward to that time of year, and I assume even with it not being a thing this year that all of the companies will probably do their own showcase yeah. and um, probably still have an E3-like event. Maybe it won't be all in the span of a week. Maybe they'll do it over the longer course. But You think it'll be all digital? I, yeah, yeah. I, I would assume so. I'd just be surprised because that's a lot of companies wait till that time frame to re- you know, announce a lot of stuff and that there's there's still a lot of hype around it no matter how people feel about it in general yeah i think even people who don't like e3 still get excited for what the possibilities of what might be announced so i'm sure we'll still have something that happens um but maybe just i obviously i doubt there'll be in a huge event just maybe more individual Nind- a nintendo direct a playstation yeah. showcase microsoft uh, whatever microsoft play i don't know Apple what they would do news content does apple make no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they might i don't have an iphone i'm not in the know i don't know well that is a big that's big news man yeah but that fragrant thing that's the real news (laughs) yeah exactly 
Uh, all right. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and move on to our uh, main topic, which mm-hmm. when we talked um, about you coming on the podcast, per the norm, asked what you wanted to talk about. Money. And you talked about money, making that paper. <laughs> <laughs> paper boy, Jeff. paper boy. Um, well, you talked about handheld gaming. Yep. That's what <laughs> and, it was. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. This money is what you think about normally. So, <laughs> um, and that was just like, that speaks to me too. So like yeah. it was a, I was very excited to talk about this and it's a beautiful thing that we're going to talk about a bunch of the, we're going to go through a little bit of history of handheld gaming, some of our personal memories with it, some of our favorite games and what we hope to see in the future with handheld gaming. And as we do this, right next to us, we have a nice array of <laughs> all of our handheld consoles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot. And there will be a picture uh, on the post yeah. on Instagram when uh, when I post this episode. Um, but it is, it's a beautiful thing. And it's very encouraging. Like, it's giving me this positive energy to just <laughs> keep know. talking keep about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to do the episode. I'm just going like to stare. Hard. I remember playing you. Can I play all these right now? Uh, no. The, there's no batteries in that one. That one's battery nearly exploded, so I took it out. That, <laughs> that was smart. Yeah. I know. Speaking of like my 3ds, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the in the 3ds episode we just did, but I my 3ds wasn't holding a charge, mm. and it would be like fine, 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 red, flashing red, dead, um, oh. in the span of just all of a sudden a couple minutes. So I opened it up, and the battery was bulging. Oh no! So I was like, oh, so I went on the Nintendo store and bought a replacement oh, for cool. only like 15 bucks. Not bad. Oh, that's good. Um, but anyway, back to I mean. <clears throat> that's on topic but back to the topic at hand um we're gonna go ahead and start off by talking about a little bit of a handheld gaming history basically so the different consoles that have come out throughout the years and um just a small a couple of facts about them um and i will say i in this i decided to leave out a couple of um the handheld consoles that actually just played home console games uh, which would have been like the turbo graphics express oh gotcha and the sega nomad mm. um because even though they were handhelds they were just a way to play console games they weren't they gotcha. weren't exclusively handheld right and um i also wasn't going to talk about game and watch uh games but i did feel like they deserved to be mentioned because honestly without game and watch the, the game and watch devices uh, who knows <laughs> the, yeah. how long it would have taken to get handheld gaming otherwise yeah not until we had smartphones <clears throat> but then the game and watch has some personal history for you right yeah i did you, you guys um, had one yeah actually growing up i had uh it was one of the dual screen game and watches which how forward thinking was which is that? crazy i did not even know that existed yeah that so for years that's the only way i knew it existed because that's what i had it clasped clothes and it opened up and it was oil panic so you're a little the game and watch guy yeah and uh you just you have to move around the screen and catch oil that's dripping from the ceiling <laughs> but i used to play that thing all the time when i would because my parents would make sure i wasn't taking my game boy with me to school because mm-hmm. i would have but they forgot about that, so I'd sneak that with me to school and play it during lunch and stuff. Yeah, everyone crowded around you. What is that? Yeah, I think most people were like, "What the heck?" Trade <laughs> like, you my nuggets to play that for five minutes. And I was like, "Give me the nuggets, and you can't play it." <laughs> You're just a kingpin at school. Oh elementary man, elementary school. That was me. Don't just don't ask anybody I went to elementary school with it about it. Just You're believe like, that, Chris. No, that <laughs> was a dork. No, that thing was awesome, and it is in my array of handheld games here. It just I, it was hard to bring up Game and Watch because it yeah. just was such a big category. Yeah. I couldn't figure out a way to talk about it without like, because yes, it was a console, but each one was its own game. Yeah. So it was it was kind of hard. It's almost its own story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But um, they, like I said, couldn't not mention it at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get this uh, ball rolling, um, I don't believe you can start it without talking about the Game Boy. Yep. Uh, the Game Boy was basically the first major handheld gaming console. Um, do you remember when it came out? Because I didn't. Um, I was too young. In the 1900s. In the 19th. You were very right. In Japan, it came out on April 21st, 1989. And then in North America, it came out later that same year. I didn't write down a date, apparently. <laughs> um, the American version was packaged with Tetris, which was a huge selling point because hmm. Tetris was already huge. Yeah. Um, that was a reason a lot of people were buying NES consoles. And then having it with the Game Boy on the go was a huge selling point for people. Um, it's estimated that somewhere around a total of 118.69 million units oh, were sold. This number does include um, the Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Lite, which was oh, well, only in okay. Japan. I did not know about that until recently. In the last few years, I somebody posted a picture of it on Reddit. I was like, I thought it was a bootleg. That's fake. Yeah, but then I looked it up. I was like, no, that thing's real. It's really, it's actually kind of cool. It looks like a pocket, hmm. but with a with a light. I don't know if it's backlit or frontlit, but oh, that's cool. And then obviously this also includes the Game Boy Color, which it could have been mentioned as its own console. Yeah, I feel like it should have um, been. But it was lumped in with the Game Boy in a lot of ways. Hmm. And I think that's kind of unfair to the Game Boy Color because it did have games that it could play exclusively. Right. Um, there but, was a generation of Pokemon that was Yeah, Game well, Boy only Crystal. Only, right? oh, Silver okay. and Gold were Game Boy games, but they had like the color bonus, um, oh, okay. where if you played it on the color, you got to see all the colors. I think I didn't know that, so I never had them because I only had the Game Boy <laughs> and I thought they were color no, So yeah, those did work, uh, but Crystal was the Game Boy Color exclusive one. You couldn't play it, because that one added <laughs> How animations. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> uh, they did the not internet. explain it well enough. <clears throat> That's for dang sure. Um, but yeah, it sold all those units. They didn't stop production on the Game Boy, probably the color, exclusively, until 2003. A full two years after the Game Boy Advance came out. So that means it was in production for 14 years. That thing had some staying power. It had a lot of staying power. Which, I don't know. I think just about everybody has some experience with the Game Boy. Whether it be the original or the color. And man, what a console. I mean, without the Game Boy, (laughs) would we have Pokemon? I don't know. They'd just be real. Yeah, we would. They would have spent the time to create real we Pokemon. Genetically created them, engineered them. <laughs> um, yeah, back when uh, a brick was a good thing. Yeah, I know. For electronics. <laughs> I know. When you look in that thing, it, it is. Uh, it is. It is massive. Yeah. But the game genie att- attached to it makes it even more massive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which I hardly ever use, and it had it. I somewhere I have a whole booklet of game genie codes for it, but yeah, I don't know where that went. That's too bad. The Game Genie was fun. I mean, I remember I had one on NES, and I would just like the codes I'd put into games that I had just to like see that you could mm-hmm. add all kinds of wacky things to games. Yeah. Yeah. What a neat idea. Yeah. An era of uh, of the past. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not uh, very relevant anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so the next one that we were talking about was the, the Game Gear, which I never had. I did have one. Did you really? Unfortunately, it's not here. Yeah, uh, I do have it still. Oh, I really? just don't know where. I think it's at oh, my no. mom's house. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> you gotta get you that know back. what's funny? I went to, we'll talk about another console in a minute, but I went to grab the case because I knew where the case was that I had all my Game Gear games and my Game Gear in. I opened it up. It wasn't the Game Gear. <laughs> oh, no. It was a different console. Um, and I'll tell once we get to that console, I'll mention what it was. All the Game Gear games are in there. Oh, really? No idea. <laughs> At least you didn't lose the game. I know that I have it, because I know I've seen it not that long ago. 
but I'm Ho- just confused. Hopefully it doesn't have its batteries in it still. Yeah, All, what it was it be like pretty. If eight batteries, six batteries? Six, six AA batteries. batteries. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Dude, that thing, I remember being a kid and going on road trips and being like, yeah, I got my game gear ready to go and not even being able to make it to the destination and it would be dead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, but the reality, I, I remember growing up thinking, it takes so many batteries, but that's only two more than the Game Boy, right? That was yeah. four AA batteries. I think, I think the difference is the Game Boy actually lasted a long time. Yeah, well, but then, see, you're talking about road trips where the Game Gear would have died by the time you got there, but with the Game Boy, you're just sitting there trying to find the optimal <laughs> angle of sunlight, and then when you, you turn one direction and the sun's no mm-hmm. longer on your side of the car, you can't see anything. Or at night, turning on the light in the car, oh, yeah. hoping that your dad doesn't yell at you to turn it off, <laughs> yeah. and then he does, and you're like, dang it! Yeah. <laughs> you know, the backlight on the Game Gear was exceptional. It was so forward-thinking. Looking at this, it was October 6th. It was released October 6th, 1990. That thing was 1990. That yeah, was only a year less the than the Game Boy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that when you think nuts. about it, that was a powerful machine. I think I, I never had one. My cousins had one, and I'd played a couple times. But yeah, man, I mean, at thing. the time, it felt really powerful. I haven't played with one in a long time, so I cannot say that. Maybe I'll feel a lot more slowdown and stuff now than I noticed back then. Yeah, but I remember playing Sonic. Sonic was fast, on it, and on it, it felt fast. Yeah. yeah, Sonic Triple Trouble was a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's it's in six years after 1990 in six years it sold sold 10.6 million units. Um, that's a lot. And it wasn't discontinued until 97. That dang it lasts a long time. Yeah, that's pretty crazy too. I for some reason I always had this mentality that it wasn't as successful, but oh, maybe that's just because I didn't have one and I was bitter about it. <laughs> it but, was obviously not as successful as the Game Boy, but it was yeah. a good runner up. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, Sega, you knew what you were doing. And did you see for the one, the, I think it was Sega's 50th anniversary or 75th was anniversary? It was their 60th anniversary. 60th anniversary. Yeah. Where they they released those little mini Game Gear consoles in Japan. I didn't even see anything about that. Yeah, it was it was in the last few years that this happened. Hmm. I remember thinking they looked really cool, but they never ported them to America. Oh, okay. Um, but the concept was just really cool. Little back backlit Game Gears that take a AAA battery. And, uh, a single AAA. And I think each one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I think each one had like three or four games on it. Um, but I don't know. Just a cool concept. I, Come I liked on, twenty twenty. They could have had that be just rechargeable. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> why, it's why weird it? that it took a battery. Yeah, maybe it was just like homage to the original Game Gear with its six batteries. Like we still gonna make you take a battery. <laughs> um. All right. So let's move on to another console, the Atari Lynx. Are you familiar with Atari Lynx at all? No. Okay. I. This is another one I've only really known about for the last few years. Um, so it was a hybrid 8-bit and 16-bit handheld console, obviously made by Atari. <clears throat> it came out in uh, September 1989 in North America and then the following year in Japan. Uh, apparently it made it to 1995. It came out, apparently it was $180 when it released, which was kind it, of expensive compared to the Game Boy, because I think the Game Boy was only $100. In 95? In 1989. Was, oh, was, in 89? Yeah. So, um, oh, I actually wrote that down. That equals, uh, the, now that would be $380 with inflation. Jeez. Um, actually, that was two years ago. So now it might even be even more, because I'm sure the cost of living has gone up. <laughs> now, wait, that's the Game Boy or the Lynx? That is the Atari Lynx okay, that yeah, came out yeah, at that yeah. price. 180 bucks. So Jeez. a little bit expensive. Yeah. Um, and apparently, so this I didn't know. I was very familiar with the Game Gear, 
But until today, or yesterday, today, when I was doing some research on this, mm-hmm. I did not know that it was also backlit. So, yeah. it, and it came out just a few months prior to the Game Gear. So it was actually the first backlit handheld console. And in my head, it had been the Game Gear. <laughs> there yeah. was, that was the only backlit console in that time frame that I knew about. Hmm. Um, but some of the... Uh, so apparently, too, it had the ability to network through a different cable that you could buy up to 15 other units. What? Yeah, how ahead of its time was that? Land party with yeah. your Atari Lynx. And apparently only one game ever came out that actually did it. Um, <laughs> and most games were would do the same thing, but only allowed up to about three to eight people. But I was just like, how crazy is it that there was a console that came out in 1990, basically, a handheld console. A handheld console that, that you, you could land party. Yeah, no idea. What um, game, do you know what game it was that you could really test yeah. the limits of it? A family so, Feud or something? That would be funny. <laughs> um, I, it, what's funny is I didn't write it down. Okay. I, I know I saw it on the list. I'd never heard of it before, but I didn't I didn't port it to my notes. Um, but it was discontinued in 1996, so it had about a seven-year life cycle. And in that time, sold somewhere between three to five million consoles. They do not have right. an exact number. Okay. But... Um, so not, not a, a lot, not a success story. It's, it's a humble, yeah. <clears throat> um, it had some cool games on it though. It had Raiden, it had Double Dragon. Oh, that's it, cool. Yeah, it had Battle. No, Batman Returns. Okay, like, if it had Raiden, did it? Could you rotate the screen? Like, you do you think that it would be able to go vertical? Like, because shooters like that, a that lot of you know, you want a system to be able the, to go vertical. The, the yeah. longer. Man, that's a good question. I bet uh, it didn't. I doubt it. That would have been really <laughs> yeah. forward thinking. But I don't know. All in all, it's a pretty cool little console. You should look <laughs> it up. Like, I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream to eventually own, like, one of every console. I've talked about right, that before. Yeah. So this has been on my list of things that I'm just kind of, like, casually looking for. There's nothing on it that I desperately want to play <laughs> that I couldn't play elsewhere. Right. Um, now that I could be wrong, there might be a game that I don't rec- realize is on there or something like a hidden gem that I, I haven't done a lot of research, Yeah, but <clears throat> I would like to eventually own one. I'd say if you're not going to collect it properly, if you don't actually have 15 of them that you could then land together. Yeah. So <laughs> well, I, I have work my work cut out cut for, out for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and, uh, mention another one, uh, real quick too, only because it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about, yeah. about my case that I found. <laughs> um, the, the next console that came out was the Tiger Gamecom. And that is what was hidden in my Game Gear case. Somehow it spawned in your Game Gear case. <laughs> it's like maybe like a, a troll or something came and like swapped them out and was like, take the Gamecom. <laughs> it should have had more playtime. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give it enough attention. I. Do you it, remember buying it? <laughs> I remember having it. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I thought it just appeared. Like, Who's that this? would be the yeah. No, the troll just swapped me. He was like, <laughs> he doesn't know where the Game Gear is. I'm going to take the Gamecom that yep. I apparently knew where it was. It's a stupid story. I'm done with it. Did you ever play one? Did you ever have one? No. Do you remember when they came out? Nope, not at all. I do not know why my parents bought this for me. It, frankly, I maybe I wanted it. I was a sucker for anything video game related. Yeah. Um, but just a little history on it. It came out in September 1997 at a price point of only $70. And then a few years later, they did a Gamecom Pro- Pocket Pro, um, but that didn't really take off. Apparently, the Gamecom sold less than 300,000 units <laughs> and then was discontinued oh, in 2000. <laughs> um, so the, the Gamecom is interesting. I, 
I remember thinking I was super cool when I got it because it's not just a little game console. It has a calendar. It has a um, like a contacts book where you can keep track of <laughs> a little people. Palm Pilot. Basically, so it's basically a Palm Pilot. It could even connect to the internet and you, you... can check your email. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and this was so. I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm so cool. Like I have this. I remember putting people's contacts like, hold in there. Hold on, let but, me take some notes on this. Yeah. And you said it comes with, it has a stylus, right? It had a stylus. I've lost my stylus somehow, <laughs> but um, I remember thinking that was really cool. And then it came with a game. I believe it came with Henry, which are you familiar with that? I don't think I've met him. <laughs> um, it's not a person, Eric. It's a <laughs> game. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if it was like an actual board game or not, but hmm. it's basically like a, like a, or maybe it came with lights out. I think it came with lights out where it actually is like, this is all playing off of 20 year old memory because <laughs> I don't, I haven't played this thing in years, but it basically was a touchscreen game where you basically, it was like a puzzle where you had to touch certain lights. So you're trying to get okay. all the lights off on the screen at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much about it. And that game I remember thinking was kind of fun. And then there was like a wheel of fortune game I had also kind of nice. fun. The game did well with like those like basic generic, yeah. like game show games. Then I remember I got two games. I was super excited about that. They were on sale because I little did I know the GameCom was a failure and they were clearancing out games everywhere. <laughs> I picked up Batman and Robin and Jurassic World, and I was like, Wait "This is minute. gonna Jurassic be... World." There was a Jurassic no, based sorry. on the book Jurassic okay. Park Lost World. <laughs> Still <laughs> the, the the old so the nineteen ninety seven based movie. on the movie. Okay, yeah. um, so. <laughs> Yeah, both of them based off the movie. The the fantastic commercial success, yeah. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Everybody loves that movie. <laughs> I guess when um, I look at this console, I think of it as being a lot older than it was. It, it feels like it was because it was still a black and white screen at the time where everything yeah. was getting color. Yeah. Um, it didn't have it. Um, but I remember playing Batman and Robin, and uh, I remember playing Jurassic World or Jurassic Park Lost World, and they were atrocious. <laughs> they do not. Pl- I remember uh, that was that age where you're like. You want to make everything. I didn't get games all the time. So if I had a new game, it was going to be fun yeah, because exactly. I had to play it. Yeah. I remember very clearly sitting in the car, like waiting for my mom to do something, whatever, and being like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and that was the best that the game, the console yeah. had to offer as far as like platforming games at, went. And like, yeah, the games may have been on sale because they were trying to clearance them and get rid of them, but your parents looked at it as, this is a new video game. This is going to have to last you for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're not getting you a new game until you've beaten this one. Yeah, and I, I don't, I yeah, I don't remember what their thought process was. Like if they acted like that, all I remember is being like, because <laughs> I didn't get games that often, right? So like I remember just being so disappointed, and I hadn't felt that disappointment in a long time because mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually made the best. That's I think probably why I play games the way I do now because I'm used to make the best out of everything because my parents didn't care what yeah. i was playing like they, they did care what i was playing right they'd buy me tom and jerry like they didn't <laughs> buy something because it was good they bought something because it was appropriate <laughs> yeah right tom and jerry not violent at all <laughs> yeah so well it's actually kind of violent. they were pretty mean to each other <laughs> but i don't know it was not a great system and the i guess <laughs> the the coolest thing about it was that it uh could hold two carts at a time so you could pick which game you wanted to what? play so that was pretty futuristic. Nothing else has done That's that yet. That's crazy that no one else has done <laughs> yeah. that. They literally had the future, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't seize it like they should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna do one more, and then I'm gonna send it back to you have for that. a couple. Um, have you ever heard of the Wonder Swan before? I've heard of it, but I don't know it. So that's even better than me. I, 
I had heard the name. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was even a handheld console, I don't mm-hmm. think. So shame on me as a collector <laughs> and as a gamer. Uh, well, apparently it only came out in Japan. It was made by ba- Bandai. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. I know this was, I thought about leaving it out, but I just felt like it was kind of a cool <laughs> little console. Um, so the main reason I even wanted to bring it up is because it was actually developed by Gunpai uh, Yokoi, who was the guy who made the Game Boy and the Game and & Watch and the hmm. Virtual Boy, um, probably to his chagrin. But this was his last thing that he did before he ended up passing away, oh. um, which also unfortunately wasn't a commercial success. But it they did release a couple versions of it, including a colored one and I think one with a backlit screen. Um, and they were around. They came out in 1997 officially, and were around till 2003 in Japan. Its biggest uh, like releases of note is Square Enix released the first four Final Fantasies on it. Oh, cool! Um, so that was a pretty big deal. But Square Enix <clears throat> at the time. Was it? At the time, it would have been Square Enix, yeah. Really? When did that happen? Uh, early, late 90s, early 2000s. Was it that long ago? I'm pretty, I don't think any PS2 games were Squaresoft. Seriously? I could be wrong. Oh, I, man. I should look this up before I start spouting facts. <laughs> I know it was somewhere... I, re, I very clearly remember playing like Xenogears, and it was still Squaresoft. Yeah. Um, but then I also very clearly remember playing... Like Dragon Quest Eight, and that was Square Enix, but that was like 2003. So yeah, wow. I don't know there's a gap. I don't. I know it was PS2 era. At I guess the it was very a long latest. time ago. Yeah. Um. But anyway, if you've I never heard about the no, don't question <laughs> question me all you want. <laughs> um. But I look up the Wonder Swan. It's a cool little console. Nice Bandai. Yep. Um. Bandai Namco now. It yeah, was not right? Bandai it Namco was, at yeah. the time. <laughs> We're we got to be very clear about these things. <laughs> yeah. These combined companies, man. Um. So one that I wanted to talk about, because uh, it's a gem that I have in my collection. And is, it is a cool gem. Yeah, is the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Um, it's a 16-bit color handheld, um, and it was made by SNK, which uh, didn't last very long. Let's see. <laughs> um, and up until this point, they were mainly known for just like arcade games and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, mostly ar- arcade machines. Um the Neo Geo arcade machines, a lot of fighting games and stuff. Uh, but let's see. The, the color was released March 16th, 1999 in Japan, August 6th, 99 in uh, North America. Um, but it could not compete with Nintendo. It was trying, it was a competitor to the Game Boy Color. Um, and it was only, it was 70 bucks, 69.95. That's so cheap. But I don't remember exactly the time frame, but very shortly after it came out snk went bankrupt and so basically got pulled from the shelves just was not pushed at all but it is a really fun system um a lot of it you know probably because of it being snk a lot of it is uh fighting games um this fatal fury games i have i have one that's a capcom versus snk match of the millennium which oh, is that's a phenomenal cool. game. So when it's Capcom, is it is it just the fighting characters, or is it like Cap- Marvel vs. Capcom where they pull in other characters too, like Mega Man? Um, oh, I don't recall Mega Man being in it. I think it may have just been like the fighting characters. It had what Ken Ryu, um, Morgan, I think oh, was in it. Yeah, from Darkstalkers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I forget they have Capcom has more than one fighting game. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They got a bunch. Yeah. Um, and then uh, King of Fighters. Um, was SNK also, and still going strong too. Yeah, man, those and something about the the controls for it just really jived well with 
that style of gaming. I, I was, we always just called it the little click stick because the the left the joystick on the left side, um, as the directional pad, it just has this really satisfying clicking sound. Dude, it's it's very yeah. ahead of its time. It, it's more like like an arcade joystick almost. Yeah. Um, and but I, it's like an analog stick, I guess. Well, I was just looking up why why it is that way, and uh, it's just a bunch of micro switches that they put in it. So you're literally switching these little micro switches oh, as you move it around, and that's giving you that that satisfying click, and it's just perfect for doing all the. It has all the same combos for, um, like Fatal Fury and, and those games and stuff. And so that's one character that a lot of people don't necessarily know those games, but. A lot of people play Super Smash Brothers, and we recently got Terry Bogard yep. in Smash, or recently. As you were familiar with him before the announcement. Yeah, so and he's in these games, so yeah, it was a really cool system. Um, yeah, I know. I yeah. never even held one until I saw yours the first time, and it's just it feels cool in your hands, like mm-hmm. that that little analog, the click stick yep. feels really like natural. Yeah. Like I still haven't really played it, but I actually I want to play it. How was the Sonic the Hedgehog on? I know it had a Sonic game. It was good. Um, I mean, I can't compare it to a Game Gear because I didn't have one of those. But for being on that small system, it was it was a fun Sonic game. Um, and what was it? Just Sonic Adventure, I think, or I don't remember. I have it, but I don't. <laughs> Sonic Geo. That... <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I, I per the norm, you know me. I want to own one one day, right? So I can have one of each. <laughs> well, and that wasn't something that I had as like a kid when it came out. I don't think I had it. Um, I found it at a game crazy out in Gig Harbor back you know, growing up when I, my initial jobs, pretty much all my spare money would go to game crazy and they just <laughs> sucker me into buying all sorts of dumb stuff. But, um, Hey, we can't sell no, this. You should buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants this thing. Nobody knows what it is. And I saw it there one time in the box and everything it was used, but it's good condition in its box it had, they had a handful of games there still in their original boxes and stuff. So man, that's a cool find. Yeah. I picked it up and I'm glad I did. It's cool. Yeah. Even like, it's cool because you like it so much and you have history with it. Yeah. But even just like from a collection standpoint, it's just a neat item to have in your collection, mm-hmm. but it obviously means more. It was really when fun it means to play. Something to you. Like yeah. I, I want to play, I want to play it. And then eventually I want to get yeah, one and we can do. play each other so you can destroy me. Cause I suck at yeah, fighting yeah. games. <laughs> I'm not that good at them either, but <laughs> <laughs> I bet I, you could destroy me. I enjoy me. it. <laughs> Quarter circle back, half circle forward. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can do that. Maybe I can. <laughs> yeah, <be. laughs> it's like a dance move. Come on, you can play DDR. <laughs> oh man, I'm terrible at DDR too. <laughs> um, so then after that, we were uh, talking about the Game Boy Advance, and so that's talking. We we're kind of considering the the SP in addition to or together with the original Game Boy Advance. Um, so let's see. I remember when what was that 2001? I think 2001 is when the Game Boy Advance came out. Yeah, 150 bucks for the original Game Boy Advance. Um, I wanted one so bad and didn't have the money for it at the time. And then a buddy of mine at school, this guy who could just kind of get anything you wanted, he got me like dvds of evangelion you know anime and stuff he's <laughs> like oh, you want? he was like amazon before we had amazon he's just like <laughs> you went to school with want? jeff bezos yeah i don't know bezos? or maybe his parents own a pawn shop or something he just takes stuff from them <laughs> but like, he's i hate like, my parents you want it you want game boy advance i can get you one <laughs> and so he got this me guy's one. awesome yeah and uh <laughs> awesome system and it the one that i had like the sound would start going out on it 
and you'd have to kind of hit it with your hand. <laughs> give like, it a nice I'd little smack. Give it a little tap, you know, as, as electronics. A little yeah, love tap. <laughs> something to make electronics work better. <laughs> and uh, Always better to hit it. To bring the sound back on. But it was just, it's like it was deteriorating more and more every time you hit it. Because then it got to the point. I remember one time we were sitting out around a fire pit and at my parents' house where we grew up. And we had these brick, you know, bricks around the pit. And I'm playing my Game Boy Advance and the sound goes out. And I have to sit there and slam it against the bricks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I was just being brutal to it. And it, that's what it would take to get the sound to come back on. And it worked. <laughs> Do you still have that? Game no. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> is that thing like, still work? After all the abuse that that thing took, it, I think at one point someone it like fell on the ground and someone accidentally put a chair leg right into oh, the screen and just shattered it. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, the Game Boy Advance was a cool system, though. Yeah. I remember I, I got one, I don't remember when, sometime after launch, and just how much I loved it. And, like, that's when I even played Mario 2, Super Mario Brothers 2, for the first time, mm. because it was released as Mario Brothers Advance. Oh, yeah. Huh. And um, I never I never had it as a kid growing up, so I was super stoked to play that. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't, like, the Game Boy Advance SP was, like, the really Oh, man, that impressive, thing was awesome. yeah. And I, I still, well, I, I don't have the same one I had as a kid, but I got a replacement some years later. And okay. It's just, a, I love that thing. It's just such a cool console. I have this thing with, so when the, I was a little late to the SP, but then my buddy Joel told me about uh, this website, PlayAsia. And it, um, yeah, I don't remember <gasps> when that site came out, but it was pretty early on in that site's life. And he's like, they're releasing a special edition Famicom colored Game Boy Advance SP and the thing's beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. Like maroon red on the bottom, this pearl white. Yeah. With we gold, literally are gold holding lettering. it here. Yeah. <laughs> well, but then there's something that I always test this thing. I have not charged this the entire time that I've been married, which has been 12 years now. Oh, I've never my. charged it. And it's every time charge? I bring it out of the closet and turn it on. Oh, yep. it go, now it jumps right to red. Now this thing has held its charge for over a decade. That is just insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. I didn't play my 3ds for like two years, and the battery bulged. <laughs> yeah, right. They did something right with the SP. <laughs> yeah, that thing is just nuts. I I remember one time, like I, you remember how some games had a sleep mode in it. Yes, I remember at some point I put I think it was Minish Cap to sleep and stopped playing it. This was years and years ago, <laughs> and I don't know, got distracted with whatever, and then like a couple months at least went by and pulled it up and pulled it out from under my console and turned it on. I was like, oh, it's still in sleep mode. It still has battery. <laughs> I did that with oh, I don't know if it was Golden Sun or and I, maybe it was Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, but like yeah, I just. It had been asleep for a long time, and it was still on. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's such a cool console. And Golden Sun, oh. I'm going to talk about that a little more later, but yeah. man, I love Golden Sun. That's a good game. So, yeah, such good games. I can't believe that that console, I mean, it's obviously not the Game Boy, but it feels like it was just like, on top of the Game Boy's 100 and however many units, I said it, million units it sold, mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance sold another 80 million units. Yeah. Like, how nuts is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a reason Nintendo's always dominated the handheld market. They just yeah. know what they're doing. And they're just, they're such fun, personal little consoles to have. You know, I, it's yeah. something so satisfying about having your own little, and then having, I've always had cases for, I had somehow, I don't know where I got it, but I had this like, official Nintendo Game Boy case for the original Game Boy. And you could keep your inventory of like four or five games in it, even in their little cases. Same thing with the SP. I had a case for that. And just, it's like you have your inventory of what the most 
the the most important games to you at the I moment. Bring like, this with me everywhere. Yeah, like, I could go anywhere and play this game or this one or this one. <laughs> Dude, and that they're like carrying cases for handheld consoles mm-hmm. were like it almost always felt like just as fun to buy those as it was to buy a game. <laughs> yeah. This is how we accessorize. <laughs> yeah. And did you ever see the micro? Yeah. I, I never had one, but Joel, my buddy Joel had one. I actually I don't know why I didn't pull it out, but I do have a micro. I <laughs> got it um when I worked at GameStop. We had a display one from Nintendo. Okay. And uh they well they stopped selling it and right. they were just basically told the store uh, do what you want with it and uh <laughs> my boss was like here you go <laughs> oh wow he gave it to me so that's cool yeah so um, it doesn't say anything on it like this like a lot of times nintendo stuff from there will say like product of nintendo specifically oh, yeah. or like do not sell or not for resale or have something on it there's nothing indicating on it that it was a like a, re- a special, retail unit yeah. Um, other than it came with a lanyard so I can hang it around my neck <laughs> and it says Game Boy Advance Micro. So and I still have that on it, but yeah, it's That's... a cool little console. I, I remember the main thing I didn't like about it was that it didn't play Game Boy games, but oh, yeah. I, now that I have one, like there's something about it, like you can fit it into the smallest pocket. Like <laughs> if you like want to smuggle it somewhere, I bet you wouldn't find it on you because it's so <laughs> tiny. Like where? Uh, wherever anywhere. you need to yeah. go that in you need your, to smuggle things in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, that yeah when it came out i was like i don't need that what's the point i got my sp but man the screen on it is so clear it is it's beautiful. such a beautiful it's so tiny yeah. but that thing's beautiful it's not i i need to remember to bring it out for the pic the the, yeah. the family picture <laughs> yes yeah. all right and so the, <laughs> yeah. the next uh console that the next handheld console that released was the uh nokia engage i remember that one <laughs> yeah i remember be, like this was at that age where i was starting to like become part of like the console wars i was mm-hmm. getting a little older and i just remember being like engage is so stupid why would anybody want that mm-hmm. they make phones nokia what <laughs> yeah. but and you know it failed yeah. <laughs> it failed hard because um, of us naysayers because of us i couldn't have afforded one anyway yeah um but I mean, yeah, it came out in 2003, October 2003. It was a phone that played games, so it was a little ahead <laughs> of its a time. Dumb in that. concept, <laughs> yeah. Um, Who needs that? The cool thing about it was that they did release a lot of like actually decent games on it that you wouldn't even begin to know. Like I actually on Reddit follow an Engage like group that oh, talk, wow. that are very dedicated. There's some games on it that are were apparently fantastic. Like the Tomb Raider on there was apparently pretty good. The hmm. Tony Hawk on there was apparently really good. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then uh, some others too. And there it, it even had online support, and you could play some of these games online with friends. Like. <laughs> But um, the console didn't sell very well. It only they discontinued it three years later, uh, in two thousand six. I did not have a overall. Oh, two million units is about all they sold. So, and that was with the Engage, and then its later uh, QD model that did, uh, came out. Didn't Microsoft buy Nokia? Is that a thing? That's you know not. What? I shouldn't have asked a question. <laughs> I don't know the answer to. I and you're asking the wrong person because <laughs> I don't know. I make. That sounds good. <laughs> They're like, we need to get rid of this competitor. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, as of now, I've actually been looking for an engage because I want to add it to my my library. Um, and there's a few games on it that I think look kind of fun. But it looks very uncomfortable to play. Apparently, you had to take a <laughs> screwdriver and take apart the back to even put a game in it. <laughs> oh, so geez. it's not like super convenient. Um, and I love that when you hold it to your face, it looks like you're holding a taco to your face. Cause you, you the way you have to hold it, like, it, yeah, it's so, so funny looking, 
But um, hey, it's part of history now. Yeah, well, the console I made fun of almost twenty years ago is something yeah. that I actively want now. <laughs> yeah, if only we knew. If only. Why weren't we as forward thinking as all these developers? Yeah. And then after that, we were uh, in two thousand four. Came out the Nintendo DS. Did oh, you have one? Man. Oh yeah, I was yeah. there at Fred Meyer at opening on the Sunday that it came out to pick mine up or pick I, one up. I was there at Game Crazy the Sunday they came out. And Joel was there too, and he was about three people behind me. And then we got our consoles, went right out to the parking lot, and played first Metroid hunt? Prime Hunter. Yeah, first hunt. Yeah, the little demo yep. that came with it from, from wirelessly connected from one car to the other. It was amazing. Dude, I know. <laughs> me and I, me and my dad went, and um, we went with James and Jordan and their dad, and nice. uh, we all got ours. And then I went over to their house afterwards, and we played first hunt like. And we're just blown away <laughs> so that cool. we were in the future, and yeah. it was. Just, and then we played PictoChat because, you know, we're in the same room. Yes. Why wouldn't we chat with each other That's via PictoChat? The, <laughs> why did they get rid of that? Like, I don't know. After when the 3DS came out and stuff, they didn't have PictoChat anymore, and that was the most amazing funnest thing to just I, mess around fun, and that's how you kept the conversation going when your parents came back in the room <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun look at this i can draw goku yeah. <laughs> i draw a stick figure yeah um, yeah i couldn't draw goku <laughs> <laughs> no the ds man yeah it was a fantastic console well, i used to think that it was amazing with its dual screens but then i see your game and watch which was before all of them and it had dual screens so i don't uh, know maybe the, the ds, DS wasn't was really revolutionary <laughs> yeah it was yeah the, the whole wireless connect you know it wasn't some awkward infrared you didn't yeah. have to tether with some cables game boy to game boy it was just wirelessly playing that was awesome oh man yeah do you did you ever have animal crossing on the ds yes i remember being able to play animal because that was i already had had the gamecube version yep. which i loved but it was not convenient to visit each other's islands mm-hmm but man, the DS is what like it took what I wanted from multiplayer Animal Crossing and made it real. See, I never I never played multiplayer on it. I didn't have anybody around that also had a DS. I was just oh, the only. I'm sorry DS. you didn't know. Well, us, I don't think. Man, maybe Joel and his family had Animal Crossing. I don't know. We just I never played it online. I don't think. Oh, uh, well, that's too bad. It was a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> well, I know that now jump a few years into the future with the switch that animal yeah, crossing right a lot of fun oh yeah um what was let's see the ds yeah oh sorry um it had the backwards compatibility with the game boy games which was or the it was advanced games, right? Mm-hmm. Could click it couldn't into play it. the original game boy but it Not could original play game, game boy, boy. advanced games could go into it plus the little um the cartridge from the actual uh ds system itself yep um yeah i mean just like do you ever play, did you ever play mario kart multiplayer on the ds i did yeah Dude, that was a lot of fun you <laughs> did you ever try to play it online no i didn't so i remember I when really, uh, i don't like online games like that <laughs> i'm not good enough to do that <laughs> so i remember being super excited because I, at that point i didn't have another console that was online like i had a ps2 but i didn't have the broadband adapter okay and um i remember being like this is it and then my router at the time was not compatible with uh the ds so i went on the nintendo store and bought the little wi-fi adapter that you can buy <laughs> and i remember buying that and it not working right away eventually i got it to work but i remember being so ticked yeah but yeah i remember finally being able to play online and being like yes it is now and then realizing people cheat and they jump and mm-hmm. they, they use cheats online <laughs> but man that was ah, I, those are some good memories though yeah also i like the it had the microphone on it so like did you ever play warioware 
I never, I have, but not the Game Boy, the DS one. I played the Game Boy and the GameCube ones. I think it was, it was on, it was on the DS one. It was mm-hmm. like WarioWare touched because a lot of the DS games had something to either they had DS like. There was uh, Advance Wars, Dual Strike, and there was a Resident Evil game that came out for it. There was Deadly Silence. Yeah, but then they Wario tried to Wear, work that DS. Yeah, and they everything. always tried to work in DS, but then WarioWare was just touched. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it sounded creepier. Yeah, that's <laughs> but funny. It was cool because it would like some of the things you had to do on it, would, like blow into the microphone to blow stuff around, and you know, you just violently swishing around with the stylus. So, man, it, it was a there's a cool use of the whole system. Yeah. It seemed like. And did you ever play Phoenix Wright? No, the attorney. Yeah, <laughs> no. he's attorney. That's one thing I remember being at work and one of my coworkers, I remember hearing him in the back room yelling, Objection! Because <laughs> you would, oh, you you would yell objection. I think you could do a prompt to make it do it, but mm-hmm. it was more fun to yell at your DS, Objection. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like, awesome. Things like that were what made it really special. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, a couple years later, they released the DS Lite. Yep. And then after that, they released the DSi, which included the, uh, which had a camera and access to an online store for the first time, um, but took away the Game Boy Advance slot, which made it uh, yeah. a lot less palatable to me. <laughs> but I think the most amazing thing about the DS, and it's the family of DS consoles, was that it sold 154 million consoles worldwide. Just the DS, or the DS family. The DS family, early. DS, DS Lite, DSi. 154 million consoles. It is the second Jeez. best-selling console of all time, only behind the PS2. Jeez. <clears throat> Absolutely nuts. And it's just like the Wii is in that regard, in the fact that because of games like Brain Age um, and like Crosswords DS yep. and stuff, it uh, appealed to a very wide audience. Like yeah. I knew a lot of older people um, that had one that would play games like that because they're good. They are healthy. You yeah. Know? And then of course they would usually have Mario and stuff too, mm-hmm. but because of that appeal, it is the second best selling console of all time. Well, that makes sense. Like even in my household, once I moved on to, I think like the PSP and I just didn't play my DS anymore. I pretty much just gave it to my mom and she played, she got into animal crossing on it. And uh, <laughs> I think there was brain age and, couple other games i just found a wheel of fortune game in my <laughs> collection of games for it i'm like i know i didn't buy or play that yeah. so i'm pretty sure that was her well i was like gotta get that wheel of fortune yeah. <laughs> where's the price is right yeah but i mean yeah it was accessible to everybody yeah it was a, just a great console and there's a reason why i have always have a ds uh pretty close <laughs> mm-hmm. in, to where i'm sitting so that i can <laughs> uh, pop something in when i want to mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then speaking of, you mentioned the PSP. Um, yep. PSP was the next big console. Um, came out in Japan, December 12, 2004. Followed up with the North American release in March 2005. And introduced hmm. the UMDs to the world. Yeah. Uh, which stood for a universal media disc. A so, long-lived technology. Yeah. <laughs> it was very proprietary. It worked, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, the PSP was an awesome console. Yes. Like, first off, I got one around launch. And okay. uh, it can't, I remember it came with Spider-Man 2. I watched that movie so many times. <laughs> yep. There was something, like, I don't know what it was. Like, like you could have watched it on the TV. You could have put the DVD I'm sure in. we had it, but I, why not watch it on my PSP? Yeah. There, the movies that I bought on the PSP are some of the movies that I've watched the most in my life. I think I had Pirates of the Caribbean on it, and <laughs> I watched that a lot. I had Triple X on it, and people wonder why I love that movie. It's because I had it on PSP. Yeah. I watched it all the time. <laughs> the things I do for my country. <laughs> It's an absolutely great movie. I don't know why other people don't get it. It's a wonderful movie. 
No, man. It's like, I don't know. Like, so it wasn't just me. You too, when you had a movie on it, you tend Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I had that and I had Hitch, which I liked Hitch already, but uh, Hitch is one of my favorite movies, which Will Smith, we won't talk about current events. There was news. I remember something. <laughs> something just happened about I don't know. I don't know what it was. He needs to keep him hands to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that Chris Rock alone. <laughs> But and I the PSP was just a, a fantastic console. Oh yeah, I and, think the most hours of any handheld. Uh, the Switch is getting there, but I think every iteration of Monster Hunter that came out on the PSP, I played two to three plus hundred hours each game. Yeah, that yeah, was an awesome system, dude. That was and that like I remember Monster Hunter coming out. I remember mm-hmm. wanting it, but. That was you for Animal Crossing, not having anybody to play with. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody that I guess I felt would play Monster Hunter with me. Yeah. I mean, now Jordan's really into Monster Hunter, so maybe he would have, and I just didn't think to ask him because he had a PSP could, as well. Could have been the timing. Yeah. Okay, we played a lot, and I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't play that game now, but back then, SOCOM Fire Team Bravo. <laughs> me and Jordan both had it, and we played yeah. that game so much. We were good it's too. So cool to have been able to play. Yeah, well, you know what and. <laughs> First-person shooters on the PSP felt really good too. They, yeah, that they little analog nub yeah, that they put on there yeah, was they a did nice a good addition. Job with it. And it was a console too that was like the DS had online, but the PSP did a really good job yes. with online. Yeah, like it felt like the first handheld console to really get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just the if you look at the catalog of games on this console, yep. between shooters, um, fighters, uh, action games, RPGs. It's a pretty deep roster. Oh man, getting uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lions. That yep. it wasn't. It wasn't a remake. It was. I know you guys it talked about was a, <laughs> it. Was a screen. remaster. It was a remaster. Yeah, yeah, because they they polished it a little bit, the but music. they added the cutscenes. <sighs> yes, oh, uh, so good. And they even added two job classes, I believe. Yeah, um, I don't remember what they were. Though. I don't either. But um, yeah, now I was going to mention that when you brought up Final Fantasy Tactics earlier, I was yeah. going to mention it because. That I first I played it on PS One and it did ruin tactics games for me because I thought everyone was going to be like that. So when I picked up whatever I picked up after I'd played that originally, I remember being like, "This is trash." Mm -hmm. And the game may have been good. I don't remember what game it was now. It may (laughs) have been good, but it was not Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. And uh, man, War of the Lions that game on PSP, Final (laughs) Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions was just. I probably played it so much. I remember taking. I took an Amtrak down to California to see my friend Nick. And remember, I bought an extra battery for my PSP specifically <laughs> because I was going to sit in there now and play Final Fantasy Tactics the whole ride down awesome. and the whole ride back. And I did. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that PSP was a really cool console. Yeah. Really good screen. Beautiful colors. Just, yeah. That was such a good system. Yeah. The Twisted Metal on it was a lot of fun. Like, <laughs> I don't know that I played that. That was my first game. I've always really liked Twisted Metal. <laughs> okay, okay. The car vehicular yeah, combat. I'll, we played, what did I play? I think Twisted Metal Black was out on the PS2. PS2, yeah. 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 yeah I think I, that was the first one of them that I played. Something about the multiplayer in or those the games. Only. Yeah. Yeah, I played Black a lot. I played the PS1 ones, and then, yeah. Head On was probably the last one I really ever played. But then there that, was like discount twisted metals of Vigilante Eight. Vigil, I see. I like Vigilante Eight too. Yeah, I still have Second Offense on my uh, <laughs> on my sixty four. Is that the next iteration the, yeah, of that game? <laughs> they had where they added the uh, the lowrider uh, car that had like <laughs> had the hydraulics and stuff. <laughs> was it a Mexican driving it? I, hey, look, he, <laughs> I don't remember honestly, <laughs> but it was cool. <laughs> um. <coughs> So the next one Sorry. we were talking about, no, you could. 
was the Nintendo 3DS. So earlier when you were talking about the the numbers of the DS that sold, that did not include the 3DS. Did not include the 3DS. That's crazy. <clears throat> the 3DS, let's see, came out March 27, 2011. Um, it's 250 bucks. So not a cheap system. And I think that's why <laughs> it took me a long time. You know, I never even officially pulled the trigger to buy one. I think Safaya got me one for my anniversary one year. She surprised me with it. And she had gotten, she'd purchased it, opened it up. She had custom ordered a decal of a stormtrooper helmet to put on the <laughs> cover a cool of it. Decal. Yeah. And uh, so then she put the decal on it, repackaged it, made it look like it was not even opened. And so then the morning I opened it up and saw that I'm like, where did you find this? Like, <laughs> I did not even know this released. And yeah, it was that's all how you knew she was a keeper. <laughs> yeah. Right? After you'd already been married, what, five years, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll stay with you. <laughs> oh wait, actually. Yeah. Cause I don't remember when in its life we bought it or she bought it. Cause when it came out in 2011, we got married in 2010, but it was a few years later. Yeah. Yeah. I, re- I remember when I was at GameStop, the Nintendo rep would come in and I'd every time I'd be like, got any new- more news on the 3DS? And he'd be like, I can't talk about it. I was like, but have you played one? He'd be like, mm, yeah. Yeah. I was like, how cool is the 3D? And he was like, can't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I guess it wasn't, the- I got, the one that I got was a 3DS XL. So that was that even was a few later, years later in its life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so- I never had a 3DS itself. I remember playing what they, Star Fox was out on it, right? Yeah. The they just Star Fox, like it was a, port of star fox 64 yeah yeah Um, yeah a good port too i I remember so the i think i i talked about this briefly in the 3ds episode we just did but i bought a 3ds at launch because i'm a sucker Mm -hmm. and but at this point i had had a job and i could do this and uh bought it at launch they didn't release any real quality games at launch the big game coming out was Ocarina of Time 64, and it was like six months later. Sales were so bad that that's when they dropped the price of the console 100 bucks. Six months later, uh, they dropped okay. the console $100. Yeah. And because of that, the people who'd already bought it got what was called the Ambassador Program, where we got 10 NES games and 10 Game Boy Advance games um, for free. Oh, wow. They just they gave Digital download? Digital download. And um, the cool part about that was the Game Boy Advance games, there was never a Game Boy Advance virtual console on the 3DS eShop. So they were never accessible anywhere else. If you had them, you only had them because you were part of the ambassador oh, wow. program. So I feel pretty special. <laughs> you, and so do you still have those games on your 3DS? Yeah, I have them on my the the one I have right here. Hmm. I transferred them all over when uh, I bought a new one. Okay. But yeah, it's and you even have a little. There's a little icon that say, that when you click on it, it says um, 3DS ambassador. Oh, um, nice. And then so you click you on it, it just is useless. But yeah, there's no point on like <laughs> it opens up like an app, but there's no point to open it. Yeah. But man, I uh, 3DS. I, I guess I don't need to spend a lot of time talking about this because we just did a whole episode on it. But yeah. spot passing was to me one of the best features that I think we've that gaming has had in a long time. Yeah, I just love doing the me the me stuff when mm-hmm. you do the find me in those games. Yep. Even some games you were talking about Bravely Default earlier, and I chose to save this for now. Mm-hmm. But in the first Bravely Default, the game was fun. But there was a spot pass game where when you passed people, it would actually populate a little village that I you could access. I remember reading about that. And yeah. it was so... I spent more time doing that. I never finished <laughs> that game, game, but I finished <laughs> the town because you could max that out and like upgrade everything. I had that all finished. And I think in my head, I was like, now I'm done. <laughs> and I never actually finished the game. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah. but <laughs> That was the game to you. That's <laughs> awesome. But man, I... I yeah. It was, yeah. It's... A lot of cool things. I, I was talking to my buddy Joel earlier about the 3DS, and he, he was bringing out that just 
there's so much more than just the games in it. Like it just, there's so much to do in the system. You could really make it feel like it was your personal little gaming system, you know, instead of just all you do is put a cartridge in and play a game. There's a lot of stuff, the spot passing stuff, a lot Mm -hmm. of the me customization. customization, Yeah. You even had like the play log where you go and see how much of a loser you are, (laughs) (laughs) how little of a life you have. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like unless ju- this is your life, and it basically it is my life. <laughs> but I, I just recently, as I was getting ready for that episode, I pulled up the play log, and it I forgot that it catalogs and shows you like your top three. Like these are the games you've played the most. Oh, wow. These are the games that you um, played in the longest sessions in one sitting. These oh, are wow. like yeah, like <laughs> stuff like that. Like it was just cool. <laughs> <laughs> these are the games where the system detected a shock <laughs> from you throwing it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's depressed now. Yeah. <laughs> Your DS felt this. <laughs> um, did, did I happen to write down how many uh, consoles it sold? I don't think you did on the 3DS. That's no. too bad. I'm curious. Now I was just thinking about. It. I couldn't remember if I knew that number. Oh no! Wait, hold on. Lots of lots of lots of consoles. Yep. It. Re- I know they recovered huge after <laughs> their early not selling, then dropping yeah. the price. Like overall, they sold a lot, but. I don't know. I guess you'll have to look up that number for yourself because I was too stupid to write it down. No, it was a little homework for you listeners. <laughs> and then you have to let me know. Let me know in the comments. Yeah. Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the next one that we have in our lineup is the PlayStation Vita, mm. which I didn't have and you are one of two people that I know did. <laughs> Dude, I'm you know, I was thinking about it in this last couple of weeks while I've been playing it again. Mm-hmm. If you had any desire to get one, I think you should still get a Vita. Uh, they're still available out there you, you, yeah not, not i don't think i don't know how expensive they are now probably yeah. i think when i bought mine i got it for 75 i a know how much they ago. were at launch when they came out on february 22nd how much 2012 were they? 249 dollars. Jeez, see same price as the 3ds yeah was at launch. that's true i know the vita did not succeed commercially but yeah. man it is such a fun system yeah, and like i always you, wanted one if you the, had dino crisis on your ps3 or psp you could play it you on could there still now play, yeah yeah because that's how I have Final Fantasy VI. And even like Suikoden in uh, 1 and 2, I bought back on PS3. Okay. I was just on the store yesterday. They're still there for me to download. Oh, man. Um, and, and it's just the dual analog sticks work really well. Yeah. The front and the back touchscreens actually work really well. Like That's right. It has the, the touchscreen on the back. Okay. Okay. I really like, I like my Vita a lot. Yeah. And I remember seeing that Borderlands came out on it, right? Mm-hmm. And it just looked so beautiful and so cool to have it on that little handheld. Oh, it's a crisp little screen, yeah. little OLED. Yeah, um, it's a nice screen, man. And I don't know. I I just feel like it's a shame it didn't do better because I actually feel like it's it's almost like the switches. In a lot of ways, it's better than the switches because it has hmm. customization that yeah. the switch never provided. It has access to friends lists. It has you can party up on it. Um, online, you can you have your trophies and stuff like that. And it's not me dogging on the Switch. It's just I do wish that at this point the Switch had easy access to parties and stuff yeah. like that. But the <laughs> Vita did all that, and it did it all well. There was no issues with it. I I have a a pipe dream that eventually I'll have. Uh, I know Alex still has his Vita, and maybe we'll find a game that we can actually play and play online together. Because no. I just I, any excuse I have to play my Vita, I'm always uh, okay with that. You can break out that wind jammers. Dude, <laughs> and then Windjammers is fun on the Vita. Yeah, if you play it, then I can get the online. You got to get a Vita uh, and I get Windjammers. So. I mean, we could play Windjammers too on the Switch, but I can get trophies on the Vita. <laughs> Guys, I don't have a problem. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good point. 
I guess I should get a veto. <laughs> See, you're, th- you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing you've, you a favor. You've changed me. <laughs> it took this long. <laughs> uh, about time. And then finally, the Nintendo Switch. Yep. It, it's, I know. I mean, that's basically where we're at now is yeah. the Switch. And it's been five years now, huh? <laughs> Yeah. It just we just hit because it was in March. Yeah, March 3rd. it's nuts that it's been five years already. Yeah. I, I can't believe that. I don't know. I remember the excitement that I felt like waiting for the announcements, waiting for more information at every step of the way. Yeah, when they finally um, showed it off at uh, the conference that they had and the games coming out, and I don't know, it's a fantastic console. That, I think so. That hybrid home to yes. go console. Oh man, being able to dock it, being able to. I mean. And we, we use that function a lot because, you know, Sophia will want to watch something or I'll, I'll be sitting there on the couch playing it on the TV and then just being able to pick it up and she can put on whatever she wants. I yeah. can just take it to the couch with me. It's so cool. It's so seamless. I it, it, That's the beautiful thing about it is just how completely seamless it is. Mm-hmm. And when something works on the Vita or on the, <laughs> on the Switch, it works extremely <laughs> Look, get it. well. I'm going to get a Vita, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, there are, I have my complaints, but like Splatoon Two is a fantastic game, and when you have when it's working and you can party up with your friends correctly, <laughs> when it's working, like it's it's a f- fantastic experience, and the fact that you can do that, you can take this console easily with you yep. t- to another state or to your friend's house or in your own living room and play it docked or undocked. It is exactly what Nintendo said it would be, yeah. and it, five years later, there's a reason why we haven't even heard. Uh, uh, what their next console is going to be? Yeah, because I mean, we want to switch Pro, sure, but yeah, it's just because we want things to get more powerful and stuff. And I know this is talking. We were going to talk about the future of handheld gaming, but I do believe, I, I, in my opinion, I don't know that I feel like Nintendo should ever go away from this model now. Um, even if it keeps them a little yeah. bit behind in the the graphical department, if they could figure out a way to just get close enough where we don't get shafted on all of the new um, generation games, yeah. Um, I would love to have this hybrid go for the rest of Nintendo's console life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I know it's, and I love, I love the options with different controllers, man, being able to have the pro controller, not just while you're docked on a TV, but you can have it just little kickstand, the system sitting in front of you or the, that, that little holster that Justin has one of those where, you know, Oh, you, you can put your pro, put yeah, on your pro you, controller, you click it onto the pro controller. And it's yep. just, perfect for holding in front of you man it's it's cool it is such a good job with that yeah i i'm excited for what nintendo is going to do next with it yeah um so i mean we'll talk a little bit more about the future of gaming but now that we've gone over all of the the handheld consoles i don't think i missed anything Uh, this list i found a couple of lists and one this i actually compiled a lot of this information from wikipedia which i know isn't the most reliable (laughs) all the time it did not have you didn't comb through reddit (laughs) i should have it did not have the Neo Geo Pocket or the uh, Gamecom on there, which, okay, I would have forgiven them for not having the Gamecom on there. Wikipedia didn't? The Wikipedia did not have, uh-huh. but I was like, the Neo Geo Pocket was, yeah. a, it was just as, it was more um, notable, at least in America, to the than the Wonderswan. Like, and yeah, it's, at, I feel like it was at least as uh, notable as the Atari Lynx. Like, yeah. I was surprised it wasn't on there. But if I forgot anything that would be considered kind of a, a major quote-unquote major handheld gaming let me know because i'd honestly i nothing else came to my mind that i needed to add to this list yeah so um i'd be glad to 
have information that I don't currently have. <laughs> I know there were like the the Pokemon mini little handheld things. Yeah. Oh, um, you know what? We completely forgot about our Tamagotchis. Oh, Tom- gig- Gigapets. <laughs> Tamagotchis, Gigapets. Yeah. The, the Gigapets were cool because they cl- linked together and you could actually fight them. <laughs> Is that a thing? Are you yeah. making that up? <laughs> no, it was a thing. I never had a Gigapet. Okay. Or maybe it was the Digimon one. That's probably the case. I don't Whatever. think Gigapets did much fighting. Anyways, I didn't have them, but I wanted one because it was cool that you could click them together and <laughs> yeah. that you could actually fight them. So, um, talking about all those handheld consoles, do you personally feel like you have an absolute favorite? The one that stands out to you as having the best memories or just your, the best con- the best of them personally to you? Man. I'd be torn between the PSP and the Switch, I think. I'm- had a lot of fun times playing monster hunter on the psp but now with rise on the switch i think they've done such a great job of that it's a it's brilliant and the fact that we've got more people you know and different people to play with and stuff too yeah man oh man and i you know what i'm gonna go with the switch because so two years ago when my son was born i was able to take off three months of work and so it's a lot of just sitting in a chair, holding a newborn, you know, with him sleeping in my arms. Playing Animal Crossing. Playing Animal Crossing. Because it, it happened to coincide with the release of Animal Crossing on the Switch. The and, memories. Yeah. The, the, the three o'clock in the morning text to each other because it was COVID <laughs> and we weren't doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. Else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not to mention pandemic had hit. So yeah. everybody was playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. I, you know, that's got to be a, hand, uh, a highlight for me, like handheld gaming was that. That brief era, yeah, when, where we were all playing Animal yeah, Crossing. Pandemic lockdown had happened, but everyone was playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was fun, man. And <laughs> to be fair, that uh, I could understand why anybody would say the Switch is their favorite handheld console yeah. of all time. It's just it's borderline perfect. I mean, yeah. it, because it is a home console. It is what we always wanted as kids. That's a reason why when we had a Game Boy Advance that we could play Mario, the original Mario Brothers on it. <laughs> like that was cool because we were playing a game that we had at home on the go. Right. So now we're just it's almost matched. It's we're playing the new stuff on the go. Yeah. <clears throat> I I when I was thinking about what my favorite was, it the Switch was honestly a, an easy contender. But I decided to go more off of like pure memory, mm-hmm. um, like not I guess emotional connection, and just a lot of the, all the fun I had with it, the time frame, and for me it's the Game Boy Advance specifically the SP. The SP, yeah. I just had a lot of fun with that console. It's a good road trip. Yeah, it's playing obviously playing Pokemon on it, um, Golden Sun, the Mario yeah. Kart on it was a lot of fun. Like Metroid Fusion, Metroid Fusion, Zero Mission, Zero Mission. Oh, love them. Minish Cap is my favorite Metro or Zelda game Zelda, period. Yeah. Um, and that's just the ones that I don't have this written down. These are just the ones that are coming to my head right now. Yeah. Like I absolutely love the Game Boy Advance SP and it's, oh, well, just like I keep a DS within, I say within reach, but I basically it's, I know where it's at at all time. Mm-hmm. I always know where my Game Boy Advance is too. <laughs> the DS Lite plays the Game Boy Advance games. So, okay, <clears throat> you know, but I just, the SP was perfect in my opinion. Yeah. It was the first perfect handheld console. It still holds its charge. <laughs> holds that charge like all a these beast. years later and then i i don't know if you want to give a runner up but for me i did think i was like if i had to pick a second favorite it would probably be my vita yeah i love nice. the vita and i think the vita for me is i love my i just love playing online on my playstation i love my playstation interface yeah and the vita has all that and i just love how much access it has to old games that i'd already purchased and some of the games on it are just a lot of fun and it doesn't have the memory as, that I have with the SP, nor does it have 
the library and the hours spent that I have with my Switch, but it's a fantastic system. Yeah. And it's one I can never get rid of. Yeah. As I, long as it never dies. I think for me, the runner up would probably be the SP. Um, just playing Tactics Advance. Uh, did you ever play the Mega Man Battle Network? Oh, yeah. Man. I, I didn't play the first two, but I played three and four, and I loved them. Maybe it was three. Which one did I play? There was a, It was white. Yep, it was three. White and blue. Okay. Yeah. That's, a, that's the first one. I, I don't know why I picked it up. But. Yeah, I think I got it because my, my buddies were playing it, and that game was so amazing. Dude, I loved <laughs> that game. Yep. And, gold, yeah, Golden Sun, Golden Sun 2. Um what else did I play? Advanced Guardian Heroes. Did you ever have that? No, but I just was. Lo- I just recently watched a video of like Hidden Gem Game Boy Advance games, and oh, that, was that was on there. That's a good game. Yeah, I, I remember seeing it. Obviously, I worked in yeah, retail right? for so long. <laughs> I remember seeing that cartridge, but <laughs> but I never actually played it. Uh, I, I did. I just recently wrote it down on a list of like potential Game Boy Advance games to keep an eye out for. That's one that, regrettably, I can't find. That is so very regrettable. It's, hopefully it's somewhere in a box. It looked really fun. Yeah, it's it's a super fun game. Um, man, what else for that? I'm drawing I, a blank right now. <laughs> I was a big fan of the Legacy of Goku games. Basically, okay. Dragon Ball Z had a really good representation on Game Boy Advance because those were more of like an action RPG where you leveled up. Um, and then the first one was fun. It covered just to the end of the Saiyan Saga. But then the second one covered <laughs> all the way to the end of the Cell Saga. And oh, then wow. you could even play as Hercule. And that was on the was, Advance? It was on the Advance. I love those two games. That's cool. And then later on, they released more, but I've never picked them up. I... I need to they're on my list because i'm trying to complete a collection of dragon ball games but <clears throat> i had this game um by konami for the game boy advance called boktai oh the powers of the sun the is sun, in your hands yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so crazy because you it like it had a, a light sensor on it uh-huh. so you, you needed sunlight to go and to be able to charge a weapon or, or like you'd be going through these mansions and I, I think you were maybe a vampire hunter or something and uh that's why the sun may- played a part in yeah it. exactly like you'd be going through these mansions and there'd be enemies out and you'd go by windows and if you had sunlight actively hitting your the, the game console cool concept light would be shining in the windows and it would protect you and you could recharge your gun Dude, and stuff. Yeah. i never played <laughs> it i really always cool. wanted to you know who made it right uh, was that Kojima? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, it's one of the few games he did in between Metal Gear games. Yeah. But <laughs> another zany idea, from <laughs> Kojima. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted that game. I thought it was such a cool concept. Yeah, it was anything cool. like that where it takes something like this unique concept and spins it into. I, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Yeah, man, uh-huh. did a good job of it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I've always heard positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had to list. A top five favorite handheld games, and this can be across any console. Um, I would say that I didn't. We didn't talk about this before, so there's not really any stipulations. Okay. Um, yeah, no, actually, there's no stipulations at all. Just your top top five favorite handheld games. Go. Uh, not specifically in the order of favoritist. Mega Man Battle Network White or Three White, whatever. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Final Fantasy Tactics, War of the Lions, which is kind of cheating because I get that that's the PlayStation 1 game, but <laughs> man, it was so good. Um, Monster Hunter. I don't know if I want to say Rise. I really like Rise. Rise is a lot of fun. Um, every Monster Hunter game you play, you know, some they of them weren't as good. Yeah, exactly. Too, right? Some of them weren't as good as others, but they're all really great. Um, and uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. That was another one during when pandemic lockdown hit. You know, I, I played so that good. around the same time as Animal Crossing. And that game, 
we were talking about how like Final Fantasy Tactics set a bar so high and no other tactics game has reached it. But for me, Three Houses, I think, exceeded that bar. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, it was mind-boggling. And then with the fact that there's, what, four campaigns total that you can do? Cause you there's, can do... there's the three main, because you play as one of each, the three houses. Yeah. And then there was a DLC that kind of added a different storyline, I believe. I actually never played the DLC, or I've only played through it with two of the houses. And I was saving... Doesn't one of the houses have two routes? Yeah. At least one. Yeah, I think one of them. I don't know. At least one of them does. Yeah, that's just crazy how much gameplay there is mm-hmm. there. I, I also loved that game. It was mind-blowing how much content there was in it. Yeah, and, and that was my introduction to the um, Fire Emblem series. I'd never played them before. I, the closest thing I've done is when I play Super Smash Brothers, I always played as Marth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd never played one either, and I'd always yeah. wanted to ever since Melee, playing Smash yeah. Brothers Melee, and Marth and or yeah, Marth and uh, Roy were in it. Yeah, and then now was it Luciana? Yeah, now there's a ton. Yeah, I don't Ike and her and yeah, Byleth and but yeah, oh, is, it, is Byleth in it now? Yeah, he or is. He was a DLC that. one. Okay. Um. It's a huge roster, but man, yeah. the game is fun. Are you going to play the uh, Warriors game that's coming out? I know it's not. I haven't played those yet. Zelda has the same kind of, didn't they do like a yeah, Hyrule they did, Warriors? They did Hyrule and... Warriors. I know this one looks pretty good, though, because it is continuing the story from Three Houses. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's using the characters, and the gonna, it's actually going to be a continuation from what I understand. Is it like, how do they do that? Does it have different houses to play as? Or I paths? assume so. Or is it but... kind of like assuming that playing through as one of the houses and three houses was the actual canon or something that's a good question i I don't remember if they explained that in the in the reveal video maybe i should play it and find out yeah it's i mean it comes out this summer so you have time to hopefully get more information see if you want to play i've got another kid coming this summer so let's go time to play games (laughs) if it's online i would get it too just to play it online okay so i wrote down my list of five favorite handheld games and uh I also, this is also in no particular order. Um, I also put Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions. Nice. Because, like I said, I played it a ton. And yes, yes. I, also, I also had a moment of, am I cheating? Because this is a PS1 game, and that's where <laughs> I played it first. I chose no because it felt like it was original enough with the added content. And there was new music in the title screen, right? Yeah, and it then, they, so like good. I said, they had all those cutscenes too. That they did, <laughs> the animated yep. cutscenes they didn't have in the PS1 version. Mm-hmm. So that... Um, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I love that game. It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite Zelda, and just one of my favorite handheld games. Period. Nice. Golden Sun. Um, yeah. I probably like the Lost Age more, but I have. I played through the first one more because mm-hmm. before Lost Age even came out, I probably played through Golden Sun multiple times. Yeah. Um, and I just loved it. The collecting the gin and messing. I remember like all the time I'd spend like mixing and matching like gin together <laughs> to see what like new moves and classes they would become. Yeah. <clears throat> I just thought that was fun. Pokemon Crystal, um, probably my favorite Pokemon game. Period. I just, I, I love it. I don't need. I talk about Pokemon enough. I don't need to get into it. <laughs> and then, I wrote down Dragon Ball Z Attack of the Saiyans, which I am a huge fan of, and it is one of my favorite handheld games. It's actually an RPG, um, turn-based RPG where you play through the Saiyan saga plus a bunch of new content like that they made up to fit in to make the game longer, and it was just a lot of fun. And it, I also really like the game because Tien and Yamcha and Krillin all feel strong. Oh. They, they they don't feel <laughs> weak like they do they later. a bone. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so I really appreciated that. But as we were talking today, I knew I was drawing a blank when I was coming up with this list. Um, 
and that is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You've talked highly of that, yeah. 100% is one of my favorite handheld games. I spent so much time on it that's the one that's on the switch right it. it is on the switch and that's what when i i think when i bought bravely default i had i was looking at xenoblade chronicles 2 and bravely default and going back between the two of them like okay which one should which one do i want to try and i went with bravely default but xenoblade was i was almost there with it because you've spoken so highly of it i i love it and I love the story. I love the gameplay. And I, I think I've said this before, but the only thing I'd ever say to somebody thinking about buying Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is the battle system is extremely confusing at first. I actually had to find, I found a guide on Reddit <laughs> that actually broke down everything. And then that's when all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. And then once I figured that out, I think it was already like 12 hours into the game, maybe more. <laughs> and at that point, like I was enjoying it, but I was struggling because yeah. there was something not clicking. At that point, the game was a freaking blast and I ended up spending 200 hours in that game. Like I loved it. So I'm really excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Is that announced? Yeah, they announced it in the last direct. Oh, nice. um, so it's supposed to be coming out this year. So I... I yeah I once I realized my grave mistake I had to add that to my list of my top five yeah as far as handheld games go it's easily there so now you got a list of top six yeah I cheated I don't know what to add <laughs> just keep thinking just Pokemon Blue I don't know. yeah <laughs> wow so much thought put into that um okay so as we're getting ready to wrap it up um I think I did uh, the one thing we wanted to talk about the Steam Deck and unfortunately <laughs> you guys this uh. X button gaming exclusive all access to the steam deck is not happening today. <laughs> Eric I, was supposed to have one for this I episode for sure. I was within minutes of it opening the pre-orders back in July of last year. I had mine paid and through and everything and then still haven't gotten it. Well, I'm disappointed. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. No, I'm looking forward to when you get it. And then maybe we'll do like a uh, add-on. We'll add a section onto this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and act like it was here the whole time. You know, actually, before I came here today, I stopped by Joel's house because he got his already. Uh, Joel, and we hate you. <laughs> so I got to play it for about five minutes. And? It's big. Yeah? Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Bigger one. Bigger than I expected. Huh. Um, That's it. Well, I... <laughs> As you know, this kind of like rolls into the the future of gaming, and obviously we talked about the Switch. The Switch feels like what we always wanted a handheld console to be. Right. I said the future of gaming. I meant the future of handheld gaming. Right. Um, the Switch felt like what we always wanted. It plays new games for the most part, and it does so on a, the TV or on the go. Uh, Steam Deck feels like the next step in that um, because yeah. obviously PC gaming is probably the most prominent form of gaming in the world. Yeah, and you can just you can play anything. Yeah, you can play any of the games. Yeah, you can't beat that. But one thing that I'm I'm really looking forward to getting it. Um, I already bought on Steam because it was just on sale last weekend or the weekend before was uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, dude. Because you because you were talking it. about it and you've raved about that one too. So I'm looking forward to playing that on the Steam Deck and. Yeah, that's I'm looking cool. forward to you playing it on your Steam Deck. Yeah, because I'll have one. <laughs> it's coming. Someday. And then we'll also add it to our picture of handheld consoles. <laughs> yeah, we'll just Photoshop it over all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so I do hope that as the as handheld gaming continues to evolve, and in, I hope that Nintendo continues down this route, like we said, we see more of that, a more powerful uh, Nintendo Switch mm -hmm. or successor in the future. Um, and I would love to see if we continue to get home consoles from Sony and Microsoft. I'd love to see them go this route too. Yeah. Do some kind of um, 
hybrid console. It's cool that they know that we still want our games on the go. Yeah. I mean, mobile phone gaming is a big thing for exactly, a reason. Exactly, yeah. I, and that's, we didn't bring that up specifically because it's, it's not... It's stupid. <laughs> oh, wait. It's not the same. It's not handheld gaming. <laughs> it is kidding. mobile phone gaming. And it has a place. But yeah. <laughs> it is not part of this discussion. <laughs> but, well, on that note... Um, we're coming up on two hours here. So. Oh, golly. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll edit this in post. Yeah, no, nah, it's not happening. I don't edit anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Yeah, thanks for having this me. This was a, a blast. I just like I just love looking over here and seeing all these consoles. I know. I'm it, like, I should play those again, but nah, you know what? <laughs> play I played them a lot. <laughs> I know. That's the thing is they've all gotten their gameplay out of mm-hmm. them over the years. But we'll yep. definitely we'll do it again. Yeah, I want yeah, to do more collection-focused episodes, and I know you like collecting, so oh, yeah. well, I'll have to have you on one of those, and then obviously another episode, other episodes too. But um, mm-hmm. on that note, um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. So uh, please keep in mind that you can follow me on X Button Gaming on Instagram or X Button Gaming One on Twitter, and remember to always press X to continue. <laughs> <laughs>